It's a positive film. It has heroes and villains, and uh, that it essentially uh, is a fun movie to watch. It's been a long time since people have been able to go to the movies and see a sort of straightforward, wholesome, fun adventure. Well, it's a fantasy. It's not science fiction so much as it is space fantasy. And it's about people. It's about, it's finally about people and not finally about science. The story when you actually put it into words is only so much nonsense to hang a great visual experience onto. It's the stuff that fairy tales are made of sort of boiling down religion into a very basic concept. Uh, the fact that there is some deity or some power or some force that sort of controls our destiny uh, works for good and also works for evil. Marvelous, healthy innocence. Great pace, wonderful to look at, full of guts, nothing unpleasant. I mean, people go bang, bang, and people fall over and dead. But, you know, no horrors. A sort of wonderful freshness about it, a kind of like a wonderful fresh air. It's got whatever you want it to be. It's a it's pure entertainment. It's like a roller coaster ride, and it can be interpreted as long as you enjoy it, which is the intention. Hello, welcome back to Generation Skywalker. Uh, we're here to, uh, well, last month we released a show celebrating the previous Farthest Froms and the previous 21 shows. Tonight we're here to take a trip down memory lane from December where all of us attended Farthest From 22 and what an event it was. And joining me to take us uh, through this, we've got Dan Burgess. Good evening, Dan. Hello there. I've got Craig Spivey. Good evening, Craig. Hello. And I've got Mark Daniels. Good evening, Mark. Good evening. So, boys... Farthest from back after a two-year hiatus. I think I think Dave nailed it. I think the show was brilliant. I think uh, it, it, I just thought I thought it went really really smoothly. Would you all agree on that? Hundred percent. It was good to good to be back after a sort of like you say two-year break. I mean, obviously, vintage prices on the Sunday were were up like we've uh, we've seen in the past. Did anyone buy anything? Anyone treat themselves to anything on that shop floor? I, I did. Yeah, I bought a couple of bits off uh, Gary Smith. I bought a forty-five B Palatoy. Uh, Empire Snaggletooth and Snaggletooth card, which is quite hard, hard to find. So I was very happy to to to, to get that. Uh, a couple of pencils, HC Ford pencils, and a couple of other knickknacks, and then picked a couple of bits up from uh, my old mate Tom Scaife, who turns up the most incredible stuff. I don't know how he does it, but yeah, he uh, bought a couple of bits down for me to collect. Very nice pickups, very nice pickups. I'd love to be someone who doesn't like follow Star Wars collecting and just hear you, oh, yeah, I bought a couple of pencils. I mean, it must look really strange from the outset, mustn't it? I, I get it all the time, <laughs> mate, honestly. Uh, Craig, I know you were, uh, definitely bought something because I uh, sourced it for you on a Saturday. Exactly. You know full well what I bought, Stuart, because you, you, you clocked it on the Saturday, snapped it on your phone and sent me it. Um, and what it was was a set of seven Hungarian hand solo books. So just... Uh, 
explain very briefly what these what these are. In 1979, Brian Daly released three novels, Han Solo's Revenge, Han Solo at Star's End, and Han Solo and the Lost Legacy. Um, these obviously proved so popular in Hungary that they uh, took it on themselves to write four sequels to those Han Solo novels. And these were Han Solo Nomad, Han Solo Imperial Agent, Han Solo and the Bounty Hunter, and Han Solo's War. So these were un licensed unofficial uh novels continuations of those stories uh and um you spotted for sale a set of uh, all seven uh these things have got amazing kind of crazy cover art from that dying age of airbrushed sci-fi covers in the uh, in the early 90s so not uh, a strict pre-1985 vintage item but getting close and uh, and, a, and a wonderful wonderful uh, thing to add to my quirky book collection very nice. Very nice indeed. They were very you when I saw them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dan? Yeah, I picked up a display, uh, well, a shop display of uh, microtins. So I think it's got the top layer missing, but other than I think there's something like 36 of the tins that are in there. So yeah, a very nice, nice mix of Yodas and Atats and Boba Fetts and Landos and Hanhoffs. So yeah, I've got a nice nice display of those now on my shelf and um, picked up a couple of candy heads as well and i think i've got a princess leia badge and an autograph from guy henry okay we'll get on to him in a minute and uh, i know that both you and emma I, d- I don't want to lower the tone of the podcast but he is your ideal threesome um member isn't he <laughs> you two are going down that that route i've never seen two people so starstruck in my life really um oh i mean emma's like oh he's in holby and you were like oh he's in rogue one and it's just like the two of you were just like it's like come on people burgesses what's going on here but it was nice dan it was nice and i, I love that empire display i do have it myself it's a yeah it's a nice nice box yeah please with that what did you get do you know what? that's a really good question i bought not let i got i've got a memory blank what's the transfers from the jedi period not letra set the other one Presto Magic things. Presto Magic. I bought the big, um, a big unused Return of the Jedi one, which was uh, graded, um, which I thought would fit perfectly at the back of one of my those white display things I've got. But no, it's way too big for that. So that uh, blew that one out the window. Graded, Stu. I was going to say that. It's graded, yeah. Grading letter set panoramas. Yeah, as well. It's Presto Magic, but yeah, basically. I said, obviously, obviously there'll be a photo of it in the enhanced crate. So go and have a look over there, mate. Joe, what I've been after that Princess Leia image kissing C3PO, kind of like looking like she's topless with bits going on in the background. I've always wondered what magazine it was from. And Joe, I was just standing there just chatting to Mark Hockley, and I just picked something up of his table, opened this magazine up, and it's the first page in there. I was like, ideal. I think I paid a tenner for that. And then I basically bought a load of loose loose figures. Yeah, bought quite a few loose figures ready for my display once it goes up. But I think there was something else, but I can't think for the life of me what. I'm sure it'll come to me one day. Now, obviously, Dan, you've just mentioned Guy Henry. Um, myself, Grant and Jez attended, well, on the Saturdays, not just Farbis from. He had does, uh, Dave does a, a family fun day on the Saturday where you've got um, like a carnival stalls. So there's like, rather than a coconut shy, you've got to knock planets off. Got the um, the Banffers around the Silat pit. So he's converted some of those. I think they're called Hugo, Hugo hamsters, but he's made them look like Banthers and you put your money on one and it's the last one to drop into the Silat pit. Or I think you've got to survive a time period. There's a Nerf gun, you know, like you used to shoot the tin cans. He's got Nerf guns going on. So you've got all that going on. And then there was a few modern stalls and then there was a few stars of the film or behind the film. 
which I'll get onto in a minute. But so we, we attended that. Me, Grant and Jez set up our display and had some good discussions that day. So, Dan, you, you rocked up in the afternoon. I think, Mark, you rocked up in the afternoon as well, actually. So I think we saw both of you on the day. I was I came down with Lee Bullock, me and Lee, try and make it down to Father's Farm together as, as many times as we can. And on the trip down, we always have the Rogue One soundtrack on the car from start to finish, from the, the minute we leave till the second we get down there. It's on constant loop. Um, it's just like a little... Um, uh, what do you call it? Like a little tradition that we're, we both have. Don't worry about the other soundtracks. Just, just go with Rogue One. Why Rogue One? I, it was just the first, the first time we came down. We travelled down together. I just had it in the car. And we did, uh, you know, when you're talking all the time and you realise that you've listened to the soundtrack on a loop all the way down. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it just stuck. It's just one of those things that stuck. Well, you rocked up. I mean, like the Saturday. I mean, all the all the carnival events, I think they're organised by fan for tracks. Dave always has a charity on the go, uh, Salvation Army this year, and I think that's what's the thing. But it was great to see all the little kids come in. Um, we gave away a few freebies to the children, and, yeah, I, I, I thought it was it was a constant flow all day. But there were some guests there who we had some um, interaction with. I mean, we spent quite a long time talking to Brian Herring, who's obviously behind BB-8. A fascinating guy, lovely bloke. A guy, Henry, was there. Like Dan said, Dan, now you and Emma are a bit in love with Guy. Would that be fair? I think Emma is. I just wanted a photo of him just talking. <laughs> Autograph. So, yeah, she, no, she's a big Holby City fan. She's probably watching it now, in fact, when we're recording. I think it's on now. So, yeah, she was, um, when I told her that he was going to be there, I think it was a bit more of a carrot for her to come, actually. So, yeah, she um, she was a bit shy. So I called her over and, yeah, we got a, we had a little chat to him and got an autograph. Obviously, yeah. he's actually finishing it, March. They're cancelling it. So he was a bit nonchalant about it. She was a bit disappointed. I think she was hoping he was going to get a bit emotional about it. But he was kind of like, yeah, things happen. <laughs> well, that's it. A former guest that's been there before played Snoke on Last Jedi, Ross Sandbridge. He was just rocking around. I think he had signed a couple of shows ago and uh, enjoyed it so much he'd returned. He tried to sell me a, a, a Snoke Black Series figure out the back of his car. I was like, I don't want it. He went, well, what about a TVC one? I was like, I don't want it. <laughs> he was uh, He was brilliant. But he, he hung around most of the day with us. And obviously then Mark Newbold of Fanfatrax then interviewed them. First of all, we had Guy Henry and then Neil Scanlon dropped in who uh, from the creature department. He wasn't signing, but fascinating people to listen to. And I'm, I'm aware that if you want to listen to any of those uh, interviews, uh, he head over to Fanfatrax. I think they're all on Making Tracks, um, their podcast over there. But uh, Mark did a great job of interviewing them. So that was kind of kind of that day, you know, we packed up, we came away and uh, Dave put on a, a meal in the hall. I think he had quite a good turnout. I think there was 30 to 40 people in there where they had Gus Lopez in the evening and um, Brian Herring. They both did talks on the evening in there. But but uh, we headed over to Ringwood for a curry and a few beers. It was good to catch up with everyone. What, what was there, Dan? A dozen people? Yeah, I think we booked it for a dozen. Yeah, there was yeah, there was a good crowd of us, and yeah, we we edited it. We I forget the names of all the pubs down there, though. But we started off in one pub, had a, had a few pints in there, and then and moved across to the Indian, and yeah, carried on. And we, I think what was the name of that pub we ended up in? The uh, I have, I have no idea, mate. But they had eighties music playing. We had a good old sing song, <laughs> didn't we, Dan? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was good. It was good to catch up with. Her. I mean, that's that's generally my favourite bit of the weekend. <laughs> yeah um, is, the, is the catching up with everyone so yeah it was we had a, we had a good time it's been a, it's been a long time since we've been able to do that yeah it was it was a, a nice evening and uh mark you had lee with you he 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 tackled his foul again i mean he didn't look like he was enjoying it he looked quite emotional about it to be fair we know he can eat a foul sometimes i just think lee just 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 knock down two curries a bit and just enjoy it i have seen him shovel two naan breads a pilo rice and a fall down and he's, he's a machine <laughs> I can remember being at an Echo, 
I think it was the first echo we went for a curry and I sit next to him and I, I dipped my naan bread in his fowl and I was just like because I, I quite like spice but I can imagine this bit of naan bread I'm thinking my god how can he be enjoying that that's not it's, it's like eating fire it's like molten lava <laughs> it's, it's it's vile I mean I, I, I'm like used to I like a hot curry I, I, I like a madras that's about as far as I'll go though yeah I just um yeah, different level, bless him. He's, uh, he's obviously got no taste buds remaining. <laughs> but um, I bet your car was lovely on the uh, on the way back. It wasn't so much the Rogue One soundtrack, it was more Rogue Bum. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to talk about Farthest From, the vintage show on the Sunday, vintage wall-to-wall. And I think we all probably had little bits of, uh, is it going to be huge because of COVID? I mean... Omicron was now in place. It was starting to move. So there was doubts of how busy it was going to be, but uh, we didn't need to worry about that. Now, first of all, before we get into anything, uh, our setup. Okay, we did set it up on the Saturday, but what was our setup, Mark, on the Sunday? I mean, uh, well, when we decided we were going to go all sort of go down to farthest from, and we made this decision as a podcast that we were going to attend things like farthest from and uh, echo live and as many of uh, live events as we could possibly do and we needed a, a presence rather than just set up you know a, a table and some leaflets out we we wanted to make sure that we stood out because there's a lot of podcasts out there you know there's a lot of people vying for your attention um so we decided to create uh, a backdrop uh, with the generation skywalker logo on there nice and large and our contact details and uh, a plinth that all sort of collapses down into a, you know, a nice orderly fashion into a trolley that we can wheel around to events. A proper professional job. We all chipped in uh, for the for the amount that it was. And I have to say that when I walked into the hall on the Saturday afternoon, it looked fantastic. It was the first time I'd seen it. You guys had set it up with the the help of Daytree because he put put these things up several times before. And I think you had to ask him because you, you didn't quite know how to put it together, which is understandable if you've never done one before. But when it walked in, it just looked a million dollars. Really, really happy with it and um, can't wait to get it set up again for uh, Echo Live in April. Dave gave us a, a prime spot, didn't he, on the Sunday? I mean, you walked in the hall and it was down the other end, directly in it front was, of you. It was the first thing you saw is you walked in the hall, uh, right down centre, your eye was drawn to it straight away. And, it, you know, the, the strap line at the top, we are Generation Skywalker, you could not miss it. Um, and, of course, we were giving away um, stickers and badges that we'd, we'd had printed to anybody that you know we could uh, force them on um and it's hopefully something we're going to develop over time at the you know different events we're going to be giving different bits of swag and and freebies away so uh, yeah what's your space now we have to give craig a shout out as well don't we here because we had uh he'd invested in a a kind of like a, a tripod type thing to hold his ipad and craig bless him had had sat and put together a six and a half hour <laughs> video of all of our best bits. I mean, the time and stuff that must have taken place. <laughs> it, but was, it was brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I, I walked away with the action from our meeting was to, you know, how do we show to people what we do? And obviously, a lot of people know us for the audio podcast which is great. You can't go around trying to put headphones on people going, listen to us, this is what we're about. So the, the enhanced shows that we do is a really good way of just, if you're walking past, you can sort of see some of the things we talk about. So yeah, I was very keen that, I know what it's like when you when you man these stands and you know the people around you, if, if something's on a loop several times in a day, it gets quite monotonous. So I set myself 
the, the challenge of making it a unique six hours. So there's some chunks of enhanced shows in there. There's some unboxings. There's bits and pieces. So that if people walk past, they could just glimpse it uh, and, and get a snapshot of of the things we do. And I, I think pulling all that together, I, I, it was a great stand. Like we said, it was the first time out. We're going to add bits every time. It will grow and it will become bigger and better. And hopefully Dave will allow us to uh, to set up at every show because um, it was great, wasn't it? We, we, we spoke to lots of people. Um, I know I arranged interviews and for, for the future. And it, it was just a good base and uh, definitely a great chance to, to sell ourselves on what we do. And we filmed it. You know, we filmed what went on in the day. And I, I think sometimes Sometimes it's it's of more value to get something short and vibey and timely out uh, rather than, you know, bringing in a professional film crew and filming a documentary. So we, we put together a little two minute sort of best of really. And we had that out probably the next day, was it? Yeah, I think it came out on the Monday. I think uh, you've done well with that. And obviously that's over on our YouTube if people want to check that out. Now, I have to take my hat off to Jez for the Sunday as well. He was on interview duty. Um, I look through this list of interviews. I think all bar maybe one, which I think, which I think um, Mark did. I'm going to yeah, say he did yeah. all of the rest of them. So he was properly on it. So over the course of this show, we're going to have these interviews and uh, and what was going on. So a uh, little montage to start with. So most of these are, are short ones. Chris Mann, great to see him again. Last time he was at Father's From when he sold his collection uh, several years ago to fund things in his life. We've got him outside in the queue. Andrew Konecki, who works with Dave Tree, I'm talking about the queue and whatnot. Rob Marsh early on, what he's finding, and Andrew Norton off of TVR. So let's go over to those interviews. <laughs> Chris Mann, as I live and breathe, we were only talking about you the other day, and here you are coming to Father's From in the first time in goodness knows how long I've stopped you before you've even gone in the shop. How's it going, mate? How you doing? All good, all good. Um, yeah, I think it's been five or six years since since I've been down here. Um, great to be back, you know, just sort of slotted straight back in with Jez, Grant, Richard, talking outside, back with the second family so to speak um i think last time i was here i was selling my mock collection so that on a bought a car with that so that was 2015 so yeah it's right. got to be six years so right. it's been a while it's oh, been mate, a while it's good to see you so what's brought you back why are you back today um i think just with everything that's been going on i don't want to mention the word because we've all had enough of it but um just i you know i've missed coming down here um i, I lost touch a little bit with star wars when I lost the collecting bug, so to speak, and sold up all my collection, um, and just life got in the way, so didn't make it down here. And then, obviously, with what's been going on and how mad the world's been, this date was announced, and it was straight on the calendar. Spoke to Laura, my wife, and said, I- I'm out on the 12th of December. Right. Oh, where are you going? Farthest from. Oh, you haven't been to one of them for ages. Oh, good, good. I- I- yeah, go-, go and have a good day. So, and uh, just wanted to get back down here and see everyone, you know, so... Oh, excellent. Well, I know you're going to go in there. Just briefly, uh, what did you listen to on the way down here? Uh, the Father's From Celebration episode, just to get back in the feel of it and, and you know, reminiscing about the first one we did, staying at your house yeah. and, and the, the mocks that were on display at your house uh, yeah. uh, for sale. And, yeah, just, just, just getting the memories back in lead up to bumping into everyone again. So, All right, thank you. Sorry about all the noise. <laughs> typical, um, typical. So, uh, yeah, get yourself inside, have a good time, and uh, let me know later on if you re-get the bug, or um, maybe we'll just talk about prices. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. All right, dude, speak soon. Cheers. Cool, have a great day. 
So, if you come to Father's Room, you will be walking past this man all the time. It's Andrew Carnicky, who's here again on the front door. Oh, in fact, I've just got paused myself as he's busy again. Hang on a second. <laughs> right, yeah, we briefly had to, uh, to pause ourselves because it is busy. Andrew's here on the, on the gate, uh, taking all the money off the admission wearing everything away. Andy, how's it going, buddy? It's going really well. I say we've got a really busy crowd at the moment. I say everyone got in really quickly today, so that's been great. The um, pre-ordered tickets have made it a very smooth process, so people have got in as quick as they can so they can buy their products or go and speak to the guests all they want to. Yeah, brilliant. How many people do you think you had queuing outside? The queue looked quite long. It must be about 40 to 50 people queued up. Brilliant. At least, and then not all of those were pre-ordered as well, so that's an extra load coming in as well. And I saw you out there putting on wristbands and just getting everything sorted, all squared away. Just seemed like a well-oiled machine. Certainly is. I say we've come a long way since the last event, so we are always trying to move forward to make sure that we get a smooth operation. Outstanding. And this year's one is for the Salvation Army. Any profits coming from this? I say we are collecting for the Salvation Army, yep. so there's some collection tins at the kitchen and within the event as well. Um, obviously, we haven't counted up anything yet, but I'm yep. sure Dave will sort of count something up That'll from there and post up later on. Yeah. And how about last night? Last night was good fun. I say we had the uh, Christmas meal. I say there was at least 40 people there at the Christmas meal. Yeah. Um, lots of guest talkers. So we had uh, Brian Herring, yep. who was talking about all his work with like say BBA, the pools and stuff like that. And um, we had Gus talking about his mega collection. And then we had Paul Gullet a bit later on doing a, a nice Q&A and questions. And um, I believe he did some um, fun questions as well. So Brilliant. it's all been good fun. Outstanding. No, it certainly seems that way. The vibe is really, really good. Um, everyone seems just happy to be here, happy to be back in Fordham Bridge. Definitely. Andrew, thank you so much for your time. Cheers You're very welcome. Rob Marsh, I just stopped you outside. How's it going? Uh, all right, mate. Yeah, it's going good. Have you uh, seen anything inside you wanted to buy? Uh, seen a trilogue of Leah Bouche I might uh, nice. take a punt on. Nice. So I was hoping for a Jedi one, but... Whose yeah. score was that on? Uh, I'm not too sure. Right, okay. I'm not too okay. sure. Can't, it's hard to tell where everyone's got their masks on. Yeah, really ooh, is, ooh, yeah. Ooh, 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 so you look at the eyes, look at the eyes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the weekend so far? Good, uh, good crack with the lads last night, yep. down in Ringwood and that. Obviously, it seemed to go well here last night yep. at, uh, at uh, Dave's dinner, so Brilliant. yeah. Right, well, good. you come and let me know later on if you get that Leah Bush. Will do, mate. Nice one, have a good day. Cheers, Cheers, mate. So, I'm pleased to be joined by Andy Spoons Norton from uh, Vintage Rebellion, longtime friend uh, of the uh, Star Wars Forum UK and a, uh, a longtime frequenter of Father's From. Andy, great to see you. Great to see you as well, Jez. Um, how, how's it going, first of all? I'm very good, yeah. It's, I'm enjoying life. Can't complain. It's lovely to see everybody here. Yeah, yeah, it really is, isn't it? And uh, it's, it's lovely to see most of people. I mean, it's difficult, actually, having a look at people because you're, you're just... Looking at people, lots of black jackets, lots of face masks. It's, it's actually quite difficult to spot who's who sometimes. But. It, it, but isn't it refreshing? You go a lot of places and there's always a handful of people without masks on. Yeah. I don't think I've seen anybody downstairs not, not wearing a mask. Shows have been just toy collectors. Respect. Play by the rules. Absolutely. Mate, it's great to see you. Talk to me about your father's front journey, first of all. You've been to numerous of these. Haven't I have, you? I've only ever done the Christmas ones. Right. The uh, the summer ones tend to clash with my holes. Yep. And the spring one just never just made never made it for whatever reason. But I've I've been to every Christmas one right. now for as long as I can remember. Richard Hutchison yep. always picks me up in Sheffield. 
he then tells me about his life for four hours. <laughs> right, yeah. And we, and we arrive. Brilliant, <laughs> and, it's, brilliant. and it's nice. We, I think we, uh, we rub along well enough because he, he normally has me as his roommate. So yeah. we, we're staying in, I think, maybe only the second time for me in Ringwood. Mm -hmm. So it was an expensive couple of taxi rides last night. Yeah. But, but worth it. It was, a, it was a good. It was no, good so, yeah, last night sounded very well. Uh, very well organised. And again, today, today the logistics appears to have gone on rails. So once again, Dave and team, and it is a big team, have done really, really well. Um, Andy, tell me about your collecting at the moment. Now, we've had you on the podcast before. Um, your website, the way in which you catalogue everything. And, and I have seen you've made a purchase already today, haven't you? I have. So I'm, I sort of go in waves, but at the moment, the wave has been going for a very long time. Right. So uh, for the diecast run, there's very few carded ships I need anymore for the yeah. for the for the, for that run. But for the box ships, I, I just had the the four basic box ships, three on Palatoy and the Thai bomber. They take up a lot of space. But as Stu, you know, he mentions from time to time his book. In fact, I'm I'm on garden leave at the moment. My my plan was to finally write the diecast book. Got two months doing nothing. Right. I can write a diecast book. Absolutely. And playing Zelda every afternoon and the, <laughs> right. the book's not getting written. But I wanted to do that book. I would like to have in my possession or know where it is an example of every diecast carded unboxed item. So I thought the easiest way to do that is I'm going to put a run of those boxes together. Mm -hmm. They're quite rare, some of them. Don't come up too often. So I thought this will be a, this will be a long road. They're quite pricey. You know, I'm a normal person. You haven't got money to burn. But they've just been coming at me left, right and centre at the moment <laughs> and I know I won't see them again if I don't buy them. So a bit of, bit of juggling the old accounts yep. and uh, so I must have picked up four, <coughs> four boxed diecast ships in the last couple of months and I'm off to Leicester Vintage Toy Shop on Monday to pick up two more. Fantastic. So that's actually been another big part of my life. I'm, I'm quite a sociable person. I'm not going to work. I'm at home on my own. Mm. I've been watching all the back episodes of Leicester Vintage Toy Shop. Yep. They, they are like my... I've never met either of them. Right. Oh, Joe so and Gav. Brilliant. They are like, they're like family at the moment. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my no, friends, my, friends, my TV friends. <laughs> oh, no, it's all good for you. Um, but I'm also going down the micro collection. So I sold yes. all my micro collection. I don't know now. Certainly pre-pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, I love it. I love it. But it's a space issue. Yeah. But as soon as it had gone, there's such great toys. I thought, I want those back. And, and Pete was at the toy store in Wantage. Mm -hmm. Name escapes me. Toy Planet. Toy Planet, thank you, Jez. And he rang up to say, well, they've got um, Hothwomper Cave in his Brilliant. box here. So buy it. Right. So, uh, so I actually ended up buying that over the phone. And then, so that, that started that road again. I pick up the odd bit pre-production, because it's relatively cheap for Star yeah. Wars pre-production. Secret Santa once a few years ago, I think, and I might have got you some pre-production micro. I've got a bag of, I've got a sealed bag of the hot Yeah, was that, you, was <laughs> that was me. Do you know what? That was, yeah. When I got rid of all my micro collection, I kept one thing. Yeah. Was that yeah, that was me. That was you. I, I was your Secret that. Santa years did ago. Did you send me? Was that the one with two teaspoons in as well? I've got one year, I've got just two teaspoons in with my... Yeah, because you're spoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, yeah. that makes we, sense. We use those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I kept that. And so actually, at the recent Vectis auction, I picked up the Hoth Iron Cannon. Uh, the box has got a cut in it where, where, the, where the shipping box has been open, but otherwise it's lovely, unused. Mm -hmm. I 
seconds here today, just having a chat to Gary Smith, I've not seen him yeah. since pre-pandemic. And on his on his stool, he had an opened but unused micro collection Death Star Escape. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't, yeah. couldn't resist. Yeah. Stickers not applied. Because you can take it out and see what the toy is. Yeah. But it's never been played, you know. It's, yeah, you can hold it. Yeah, see, I saw that, and I saw that because micro collections always escape me. I would love the X-wing. I think the X-wing is phenomenal. Uh, this is the one, obviously, where it crumples up, it, it breaks up, doesn't yeah. it? It's got the crash, crash feature. Crash action. And uh, so, I've uh, if I had seen one of those, I would have met, yeah, take my money, money in a heartbeat. Uh, I would have, I would have taken that. But it was next to. There's another one, isn't there, downstairs? It's the I can't remember what it's called. It's the Hoff. It's the the two little turrets. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was a rather round one. It is, it's a unique one for that particular line. And I think um, it was it was about fifty pounds or so. Yeah. I haven't even looked at the insides, but I just thought, yeah, if I do go away with something, it might be that. So Gary might actually be um, busting my micro collection cherry. If you put those on the shelves, because it's a nice box, mm. you can take out the seam, have that set In up front in front of, of the box. Do they do look oh, really you nice. do know how to make a man moist. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, you know, funny old thing. I'm interviewing you, and then all of a sudden, I'm going to go downstairs and make a purchase. That's how it works. <laughs> Brilliant, though. So you got that. So yeah, so diecast going well, and uh, and micro collection. And I've, and I've also been putting a run of 12 inch figures together. Oh, wow. Again, longer longer than a couple of years, 10 of the years at least before I moved up to Sheffield. Had a, had all the 12 inch figures. Yep. Not all complete. But the run of them, and we didn't have much space. They used to live at the top of my daughter's wardrobe. Right, yeah, yeah. She Why not? It or not? Yeah. Seven or eight at the time. <laughs> but they all went, and I've been buying those loose again. And in the Game of Vectors auction, I picked up a Jawa. It's got to be one of my favourite all time yeah. Star Wars items. I love the Yoda hand puppet as yep. well. That's yep. I've got one of those, and he gets used. But the Jawa. He's really little, his cloth cape and his bandolier, he's just a brilliant toy. So I was really pleased to fit that. Oh, excellent. Well, I think we're just about to get interrupted. So uh, thanks ever so much, Andy. It's been lovely to talk to you. It's a pleasure, Jess. Have a great rest of the day. Cheers, mate. Right then. So, boys, I'm going to come to you, Dan. I want you to tell me, like I said in the intro, um, there was obviously trepidation, whether it was going to be well supported because of current circumstances, whether the floor was going to be busy. But how was the event? What was the attendance? Footfall? Did it work with COVID? I mean, Dave, everyone wore masks and I think everyone respected that. I don't, I don't recall anyone not wearing a mask on the day. How well was the hall stocked? The COVID thing, I mean, the Omicron are just, I think it's a month ago now, it felt like Omicron was, was just coming around, wasn't it? So everyone was a little bit concerned about that. Would the show go ahead? Would he have all the windows and doors open? It'd be like a freezer in there and what was the mask situation? But it was it was fairly relaxed. Like I said, everyone everyone wore masks. I think, every, like you say, everyone was, was really respectful of that. And and the mask situation, to be honest with you, I can't even really remember wearing a mask. I think I was just that, that happy to be there, to be to, to be back at, at Father's From. And in terms of the you know the the numbers of people going through i mean those we kind of you have those two waves you have the the early birds coming in at 11 and we went out i think we got some stuff in our video of those guys queuing up and once again people were queuing up down the road to get in and then you had that kind of second surge around midday and it was it was a sea of people up until about i don't know must be about one two o'clock it was it was really busy probably one of the busiest i've seen for a while well obviously for a while but you know (laughs) going back beyond 2019 it's it was it was it really well attended yeah i think jez says it in a couple of the interviews that you had the early bird queue and then the midday, you had the general admission queue. Another queue had built up. I'd never seen that before. I mean, great for the event that you had these two waves coming in mm. at that point. Yeah, 
in the past, sometimes by the afternoon, it really quiets down. But there seemed to be a steady flow and a it going on all day. Yeah, yeah. more so than we've seen before. I, yeah, I, I normally leave about you know two o'clock or something like that, and it's starting to die down. But it felt. I mean, I think we ended up we ended up packing up what three or four o'clock in the afternoon. It still felt like there was people milling around to the very end. Yeah, it's yeah. Def- definitely one of the busiest shows I've, I've been to. Uh, for this from whites anyway um like I say there just seem to be people there right up until the end whereas before in previous farthest froms it's there's been a bit of a lull sort of late lunch time where it, it, there's a definite sort of sort of dispersing of people after that time and it goes very very quiet and you know you don't really sell much unless it's to other dealers uh, towards the end of the day so yeah uh, definitely one of the busiest shows i've been to and in terms of the collectors, there was a lot of people that we didn't know, and there was probably just as many or more that we didn't that I've never met before that were that were milling about. So yeah, lots of familiar faces and lots of new faces. Well, two familiar faces that, if you were asking me, to people who always attend Father's Rock, these two would definitely be on it. We've already mentioned Lee Bullock, but also John Aves, um, always around, normally helping Gary Smith on his stall, and uh, Jez caught up with them together. <laughs> So welcome back again. Now this time I'm joined with some old favourites of mine. So I've got John Aves and I've got Lee Bullock who uh, we were out with the other night having a few beers. So gents, welcome back. Fathers from regulars. Yeah. Um, friends. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just great to see you, you know, even if you don't come here and take away something. Um, but what, yeah. how's the weekend been for you guys? Uh, I, whew, I feel like I've been hit by a truck. <laughs> um, it's been brilliant. I mean, um, whatever I walk out of in terms of my collection is really irrelevant. These Christmas do's that uh, we do with, with Fathers From are, well, I mean, they're, they're staple now, you know, yeah. and I get to see people I've known for decades and, um, you know, some of my best friends on this earth, you know what I mean, uh, come to this show. Yeah, I'm not big on Christmas traditions, but this is a Christmas tradition that I value. This is great. And, you know, the end of the day, Dave Tree is the uh, absolute legend as he is, and uh, he's been a wonderful host. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I totally feel the same way. I, I don't expect to find anything when I come to these events. Yeah. But to me, seeing the guys, that's priceless. You know, meeting up with old friends, as Lee said, people I've known for a long time now. Yeah. You know, I look back and I thought, I can't believe I've been um, involved in this for like a quarter of a century plus. Yes. Yeah, and it's just catching up is is what means the most to me. It's so uh, priceless. I think I think from my perspective, I've been in this game now for what is it, thirty two years, and you you know twenty five, thirty years yourself. I I remember when I first met yourself. You know, yeah. I mean, he made me feel very welcome at um, memorabilia when when that was a good show back then. Yeah, and um, you know, introducing me to yeah, get involved with this and. I'll never forget what Lee said to me. He said, you know, collecting in a vacuum is, is no fun. Yeah. It's true. And I think yeah. what you find here is, even if you go away with nothing, you can still celebrate with someone else's purchase, can't you? Yeah. Because we all know what things yeah. mean for each other yeah. and yeah. stuff. So. It makes me just as happy, yeah. yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. 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 And it's also a learning environment. And I think that's something that, that doesn't get stated often enough. This is a learning environment. Sometimes if I come out of here with a piece of information particularly about my particular area of collecting, my focus of collecting, if I come out with a piece of information, a context of something that someone's told me about why something was done like this, that is as important to me as me coming out with a holy grail piece. 
Yeah. And that is that is absolutely a very unsung part of shows like this is the fact that you actually meet people who have you start combining the, the experience that people have got. This runs into hundreds and hundreds of years of experience that people yeah. have got in this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, today I've, um, I've been talking to Jason during the, about a question that I've always wondered about which, with the temp, Dennis Fisher last size action figures about the Luke and Leia production. And we got our heads together and we contextualized this question and, and basically came, come up with a feasible answer. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was uh, that was really useful to me. You know what I mean? Because obviously, I take that the last size action figure collecting and history of that quite seriously. That's my passion. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that you can't really find useful. that in a book. You or can't anything. find that in a book. That, that's yeah. You can't. Yeah, you can't find. The only way you can do it is how yeah. you did it. So, from my perspective, you know that that kind of cross pollination of information and um, and that dialogue. Yeah. That's that's part of this. You know. Yeah. That's part of this. It is great for everyone. So that's your mission accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. Um, John, have you have you seen any? Have there been any standout uh, pieces of kit downstairs that you've seen, or anything which you're like, oh, we don't get to see that? I mean, I, I was impressed with that artwork today. I thought that was amazing. You know, yeah, it was really well done, and it was nice to listen to the chat um, on the podcast a few weeks before talking about his insights and everything. Yeah. And um, yeah, I did. I, I purchased the um, the Luke X ring. Yes, you did, didn't you? Yes, so because so I just saw it such an outstanding image, and it just it's something to I don't know put with my Luke X ring focus. Yeah, just a little bit different. I've never yeah. bought artwork before. Oh wow! Um, so that's the first for me. And yeah, I was I was more than happy with uh, with that. You know. Oh, congratulations! Um, I mean, I'm sure you'd be delighted if if. If you tell him that that's your first piece as well, because yeah, yeah, I, I did, and um, yeah, it was just it's just great to see um, that stuff. Oh, you know, brilliant! Yeah, no, no, he'll be he'll be delighted. Yeah, yeah, and he's, he's a nice fella. You yeah, know, absolutely. To meet him. Yeah, no, it's been cool having him on, and and I know yeah. Greg's buzzing about now being friends with someone who he's actually really <laughs> respected as a musician. For yeah, a long yeah. Well, so yeah, no, yeah. it's been great. Lee, have you seen any um, any? Thing for sale downstairs, which you like? Oh, that's a bit Ooh, there's been plenty of things. Um, yeah. Some of them have been a little bit outside of my wheelhouse mm-hmm. in terms of uh, being able to afford them. Um, some of the things that I did find down there that I, that I thought were wonderful, there was an absolutely beautiful, beautiful um, Jawasan crawl. Right. Boxed. Yeah, so I saw that. That looked lovely. Oh yeah, absolutely lovely. And I used to have one. Yeah. Um, Twenty years ago, boxed one. And um, I mean, this this was like a fairly high grade one. I don't need one that high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what was the condition that was that? An it, I, it was. I would. It looked. The box looked a really strong eight and a half nine, and it was. Yeah. Um, and I would assume it's on Houston. So it, it, it looked it. It, yeah. it looked. The box one looked of good them. enough for it to be in that know, status. Yeah. Moment. One of them ones, you know. That, yeah. Yeah. You look at it and you just think, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a rich toy. Yeah, yeah, pleasure to see that. Yeah. It was lovely yeah. to see. Absolutely lovely to see. Well, Jen, thank you so much for, for coming on. Look forward to seeing you next time because I know that there will be a next time. Yeah. I'm on a, do you ask me? Thank you. No, do, well, well yeah. do you know what? We're going to have to get you on, um, you know, from a palatoy collecting point of view, all, all your Luke X-Wings <laughs> and the, you know, your, your 45Zs and the journeys which you've had collecting those. You know, as you say, uh, a quarter of a century's worth of uh, collecting. Yeah, time flies. I mean, it's been, um, it's been a lot of fun. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a small part of the Palatoy game. You know, it's, it's 
came into quite late, to be honest, you know. Wish I'd have got into it a bit earlier, but still, I've had my fair share of fun, I can't complain. Cool. Yeah, so. It's just felt like 25 years knowing me, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, oh, Jen, it's it's wonderful, yeah. It's great, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Safe like, journey back. And you, Jen. Thank you so much, yeah. See you thank you. Cheers. Yeah, top man. Thank you. You've just mentioned the floor. It was rammed. Stalls down the middle. Let's discuss the stalls and what and what we saw there. So I'm going to break this into three sections. So first of all, the, the artwork. I'm going to come over to you, Craig, because Darren Heyman, who you recently interviewed for the podcast, and Bowman's Green were both there. So can you tell us a bit about their stands? Sure, yeah. So Bowman's Green, if I'm being absolutely honest, I don't know that much about. Uh, so jump in if you can add to this. I'm not sure whether it's just one guy or a team of them, and there's not a lot of info on their website. But from what I saw, I described them as curators samplers and remixers of vintage star wars comic art does that does that sound fair i, I think that's exactly the flavor that simon from uh, bowman's green uh, is, is is going for he takes marvel and power toy artwork and puts a new spin on it it works yeah you know i, I love vintage comic art and you can take a single panel and take it out of context, put some white space around it, colour it up, and it's a it's a thing of beauty. So I think that's a really smart way of bringing some of that old art back into uh, people's uh, front rooms. So they do that. Obviously, the Marvels used to do a lot of pinups, so they do those sections where they'd have a group image. So they they kind of take some of that stuff. But what they also uh, have done is sort of more pastiche, sort of what if style ads, particularly for the mini rigs I've seen. And the uh, the Cap 2 was was one that was adapted for uh, Dave's Cup 2 promotion, where you could buy a ceramic mug featuring the design and you got two cups of tea included. Simon of, of Bowman's Green, Craig, is the person that I got your Hungarian books from. I thought he was. I was going to mention because obviously he he has to amass all of his raw material, so he's got a real eye. And I saw I saw he had is it Titans the French comics? Well, I think I saw Lee Lee pick those up. So you know, yeah, I think I want to be his friend. He he's kind of into very similar things as me. He also produced a a poster, exclusive poster for the show, um, black and white poster featuring some of this retro comic art and uh, and the farthest from logo that you could buy at the event. I got a poster. It's really good. I actually Grant sent me it, so I didn't actually pick up the event, but he had one spare, so he asked me if I wanted it. But yeah, it's, 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 I've got it in hand. It's really cool. Find a little frame for that. So indie legend Darren Heyman, singer, songwriter, artist, and former frontman of Hefner. If you've not checked out my interview at the show uh, fifty six, you can hear us discussing how the discovery of his childhood Star Wars figures led him into his latest art project. So he's a guy who's a, an old hand at art fairs and indie music label events. And he wanted to test uh, the market with the, the Star Wars crowd. So he'd had a bit of a disappointing experience at what's probably a bit more mass market, the London Film and Comic Con at Olympia earlier on in uh, in November. So he wanted to go deeper, a layer deeper into the world of vintage Star Wars collecting and attend farthest from. I mean, to be honest, I think it was as much about him coming as someone who is taking tentative steps into vintage collecting himself. But he was there with his pal Dan and he was selling his original interpretation of vintage figures. So these are uh, original paintings on canvas. If you're looking for tight technical photo reel renderings of you know your favorite characters, these probably aren't for you because they're a lot more expressionistic and quirky. 
Uh, and I was really lucky that he included me in the process of, uh, of putting this collection of paintings together. So I had a little bit of the inside uh, knowledge as, as to what was coming up. So I did grab his painting of the vintage Darth Vader before it went on sale. So, so I managed to, uh, to, to pick that up in person uh, at the event. So, you know, he's brand new to our world and it's been quite fun to see his dry, humorous observations about the things that we all obsess about. And I think if this is the, the clip that I think it is, he starts off winding up Jez about replays. Darren, Paul's from, we're right at the end of it now. How's it been for you? It's great. I've uh, brought some um, fake guns. I've brought um, a droid factory because I consider the three-legged R2 to be essential for my loose run. Uh, guy over there selling vinyl cape Jawas for 50p. Uh, none of you guys knew. He's right next to your stall, and, and we brought five of them. So it's been a win day. Uh, I've, I've given a few of these tips to you guys, given some of those tips to Craig. I think he's going to follow up on some of them. It's been good. True shopper. Fantastic. Yeah, I'll hang around with you a little bit more. No, no, you really got to get into the fake gun stuff. It's really sweet. Oh, we all love a fake gun. Now, uh, here I am. It's uh, at least one less painting which I'm looking at because I definitely saw a Luke X-Wing earlier on. Yeah, Luke X-Wing sold before we even opened. And, right. I, sold, uh, and I sold Darth Vader to you and uh, Boba Fett sold. So I think... By the time they make the uh, the fourth trilogy of films, I might have sold all of them. Right, <laughs> the fourth trilogy. I mean, look at them. Which, right, look at it, all these now. So we're looking at Biker Scout, Stormtrooper, Greedo, Ben, Leah, Bespin, Snowtrooper, Leah Holt. As you said in the uh, podcast, your Leah run, TIE Fighter Pilot, and Empress Royal Guards. Oh, yummy. Thank you very much. Just been handed a can of the uh, Mangalorian by Craig. Um, which is a delightful drink. That's oh. Oh. oh, yes. Whoa, no. I've just been handed the Jedi mind <laughs> trick, which is wonderful. I'm being patted on the back by Lee, who's just off. Cheers, wow. Lee. Thanks, mate. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so it's been, it's been a good weekend for you. It's been a good weekend. I really enjoy finding out about this stuff. I really enjoy my memory being prodded at. I, 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 now it's not so much about um, seeing the things that I had when I was a kid. It's about seeing the things that were in the corner of the toy shop that I couldn't afford and I'd like for instance I'd completely forgotten I was just talking to Craig about this I'd completely forgotten about mini rigs yeah and and I'd completely forgotten they existed and I remember being quite confused by them as a child because I thought I didn't see that in the movie did I not watch the movie properly enough and 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 and, and if I watched it again on slow motion would I see these things and yeah. then realizing that they're just created just for the kids um so I like all of that I like all of what it does to my memory and I have brought oh yeah okay here's another thing I've just learned well I was kind of thought okay what could I collect like I don't want to do the whole lot well I don't want to do the whole lot yet but I've got two of the six bounty hunters let's collect the bounty hunters so what's what's this what's going on Forlom isn't called Forlom it's called Zuckus Zuckus called Forlom well who knows or dares to dream well I've brought both just because Craig was confusing me over which one it was so I've got them both but I still don't know which one's which but anyway I've got Forlom and Zuckus all good for you well listen thank you ever so much I just wanted to let you know I'm sure you're probably aware of it the gentleman who bought your Luke X-Wing yeah. so thrilled of it, and he's told me that's his first ever piece of Star Wars artwork. 
he was a lovely so, guy. Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah. he yeah. really, really pleased John. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Well, listen, thank you ever so much. Yeah, okay. Merry Christmas, and I uh, hope to see you again. Cheers. See you later. Bye. Other things that are on for sale on the show floor was, was display solutions. I mean, we all have these massive collections. We want to display them the best we can, and there was two there on on show that day Craig so I'm going to come back to you again and obviously GW Acrylic couldn't be there due to Christian having got Covid if Christian had been there would you have had the full house of uh, contemporary display solutions so Drew I think we've mentioned a few times on the show particularly back I think it was about show 40 where I interviewed young uh, Seth Elwell and talked about his delivery of his loose uh, vintage figure case so for those who aren't familiar with these these are the cases that come with uh, bespoke backs so that you can place your figures on little shelves in a pre-designated spot the color of which the background will reflect the the card back it was on there'll be a little nameplate and you can get these in various configurations to suit your space at home yeah i think he must be responsible for 50 percent of the new loose collections out there i mean they are an object that makes you want to fill it in <laughs> and if i was gonna get my vintage collection up on the wall tomorrow i would definitely entertain uh, one of these uh one of these cabinets so he was at the show i think he had some show deals i think there was uh, if you, you bought them in person uh that day you got a little bit of a discount um and i'm sure he had a very successful event deflector cases dc i'd not come across them before you know they were they were in the uh, in the corner as you walked in on the left hand side and as a stall you know looked like not a lot you know <laughs> there were tables of of, of flat packed boxes so yeah it wasn't something that you gravitated towards straight away but as the day went on i kind of wandered over there and i kind of like to see what these are about and you know i have a very specific display it it, it requires me to cram in lots of boxes somewhere on their sides and it's not fully worth me investing in acrylic for every single boxed item i have so i i bought four of these flat packed cases for the Palatoy playsets um, as a bit of a test, really, to, to sort of see how they worked. And I was really impressed. I got them home and they are super clean, super easy to um, put together. And they're just what I need. You know, they're lightweight. I've got this stuff on a shelf. You know, if it was all acrylic, it would it would come off the wall. So so a really good sort of solution that provides an alternative to the wonderful acrylic cases that, that GW do. So I've got a bit of a mix and match sort of situation going on there. I think there's a whole show in this. I think, you know, there's a full generation Skywalker episode in discussing all the different display solutions there are out there at the moment. But suffice to say, DC display cases, I've already bought another uh, five between Christmas and New Year. Yeah, I've been buying Deflector for a couple of years for all my modern stuff and um I've got stacks. I've actually got got piles of flat packs still not used. Um, I must admit, for when I was getting Powder Force Two, I didn't want to pay for out for acrylic on that, so I bought a job lot of these, and they're ideal ideal for that to protect them. And um, they seem to be a decent product, don't they? I picked some up as well. I got the because some of the stuff that you can't get in acrylic at the moment. So the um, Rebel Transport, my Cloud City playset, I picked up deflectors for those. But yeah, I was the same as you, Stu. I'd been picking them up for um for my modern stuff and. Thought I'd see what they're like with some of the vintage, but yeah, it's pretty. They're pretty good. Well, there you go. I'm late to the party. Like you just said, Drew Teg on collector display cases. He was there, and Jez caught up with him at the end of the show. 
Welcome back. I'm joined by Drew Tegg from Collector Displays UK. Um, you would have seen his fantastic uh, vintage Star Wars collecting displays all over Facebook, I'm sure, and he's actually brought them here today so we can see them, taken some photographs. They're absolutely stunning, really, really outstanding. Drew, welcome to Farberstrom. We're right at the end of the day now. Yeah. How's, uh, how's your weekend been? It's been very good. It's been very busy. Uh, it's the first one for me this year. Yep. Um, I've done Echo Live before, but this is the first time I've done Farthest From. So, yeah, it's been good. Can you just please give me a little background about your displays? Because from a professional point of view, are you a carpenter yourself? or What's, what's your profession? Uh, but I've done all sorts of stuff, um, but my, my background is in 3D design right. um, for retail. So I did that for a while. Uh, then I spent about 15 years as an architect. <laughs> right. And then uh, I decided I needed to do something a bit more physical. So uh, I collected Star Wars. I liked making furniture. So yeah. it just uh, it works for me. Right. Yeah. So you've been collecting vintage for how long? Oh, God. Since I was a child. Right. Okay, uh, brilliant. So many years. So. Um, but I, I've really pared down my collection. I'm just, uh, I just have... A full set of figures now, and that's that's done. Yep. Um, and I, I'm trying to decide what I'm going to start collecting next because right. I just want to focus on something. But every time I look at something that I really like, it's the most expensive thing possible. So. Right. Of course. Yeah. It usually yeah. is. Popeyes was what I was thinking of next. Right. Yeah. I have one. I <laughs> I, I, I had a uh, a a ham. And then I uh, ended up exchanging that for Luke X-Wing, so yeah. I'm pleased with that, but that's my one. Um, now going on to your cabinets, right? Yeah. So, you, so you've created these bespoke fantastic, so well, in fact what I'll do is I'll stop myself and I'll, I'll just ask you to explain exactly what they are, yeah. uh, because you brought three with you today, now I don't know if yeah. that's the entire range, but please, fill your boots. Um, so that basically there's, there's probably about 20 different designs on the website, um, but it was initially something for myself because I had started collecting figures again and I wanted something to put them in. I searched everywhere for a display case that I thought was nice and I just couldn't find anything anywhere. So uh, I just decided to design my own, which is still on my wall and it's not as nice as the ones that are in production now. Um, but yeah, that was that was it really. And there, I wanted something that was more unique, so not something that just has loads of glass shelves and all that. So Marty came up with the shelfless slot system, yeah. where all the figures just stand alone on the back panel, um, and the light fills the case really nicely. So yeah, and there's there's a huge range on the on the website. So from a uh, from a only audio point of view, what you're looking at here is a very colourful cabinet where each figure has got its own coloured backing based on the coloured backing within yes. their card art, yeah. um, which, which is great, it really, really clever. Yeah, I love the uh, integral way you've got them. So is that just little acrylic pegs almost, is it, which fits it's, in there? It's a, it's a figure stand which a lot of collectors will be familiar with, yep. um, the clear discs. Yep. It's been designed to suit those. Fantastic. So, um, but they come free with the case, so you don't have to have them already. Um, so with a full 96 run case you get 100 figure stands as well right. and they just slot into the back. And what I like about it is, is the detailing as well because you know, you, you're holding back here, you really want to sell it because what I've <laughs> seen is um, Death Star panelling around there as well so you, so yeah. you look at it and it's, yeah. it's Star Wars isn't it? You, you, it is absolutely yeah. Star Wars, there's no mistaking it. 
Um, and it's, from my point of view, um, it's, it had to be in kennel release order. Yep. So basically that's, that's the way that most of them are set up. There are some generic ones where you can put them in any order you like, but for me I just it had to be kennel release order. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's cladding on the left and right, which is all the uh, Death Star panelling. Yep. They're very, very high gloss. Yep. Um, the front panels are UV resistant. It'll stop about 97% of UV rays. So really? once you've got those figures in there, they're safe. Yep. Um, there's a magnetic seal all the way around it as well. So the face panel lifts on and off, but the magnetic seal stops all the dust. So you don't have to do that yearly dusting of all yeah. the figures. You yeah. know. Once they're in there, that's it. Fantastic. Um, yeah, mate, they're, they're beautiful. Now, how, how can people find you online? Uh, so you can go to www.collectordisplaysuk.com. Uh, all the cases are available on there. There's lots of, excuse me, there's lots of detailing uh, on there, so you can get some more information. Brilliant. They truly are excellent. They're, they're yeah, they're really beautifully done. The Thank idea with that, that on-off with the magnetic seal, high yeah. gloss, yeah, they're stunning. So uh, yeah, Drew, thanks ever so much for coming on. Uh, safe journey back. Merry Christmas. Thanks and to you, and to everyone else listening. <laughs> let's talk about the shop floor itself so mark i'm going to come to you the show is about the vintage there was plenty of vintage on show give us a few highlights from what you saw on the day farthest from is all about vintage let's make no mistake but one thing that really did strike me about the show was how that is started to go hand in hand with other sort of sellers uh, so it's not all vintage now there's um obviously we've got the podcasts in attendance we've got uh, artists the deflector guys there that we were just been talking about uh, as well as christian who's normally there couldn't be there like we said because of covid but the vintage side of things that was still very much in abundance uh, as you walk in through the the hall you are met by just complete walls of the stuff some of the photographs and the videos that we posted online when you actually watch it back you think good grief how cool is it to see shows like this still exist now? And uh, there was Paul Water there, Nick Dykes, obviously, Mark Hockley, Jamie Woolard, Space Bridge guy was there. Some fantastic sellers, Gary Smith as well, who I mentioned previously. Loads and loads of boxed items, uh, lots of boxed items. Not what I would call a lot of high-end rare stuff. I think a lot of it tended to be quite uh, relatively easy stuff you can get uh, relatively easy on, on, on eBay and Facebook or whatever. But there wasn't, from previous shows, there wasn't a lot of high-end rarities. Uh, there was certainly a few foreign bits in, in, in the mix. I know, Craig, you got those books, didn't you? So Mark Hockley was doing an absolutely blistering trade on concept art that he'd got from the sequel films, and he sold a load of stuff to Jason Joyner and Gus Lopez, and I was watching them wade through all these sketches and coloured drawings from uh, Force Awakens and Last Jedi and Rise of uh, of Skywalker and some fantastic, amazing stuff in there. All the traders that I spoke to during the day, uh, especially at the end of the day, I said, how have you found it? Has it been good? Uh, Because it's one of those where it's either going to be really, really good or it's going to be really, really quiet and they're going to struggle. And everybody that I spoke to, without exception, all said they had a great day. I think there's been a real pent-up sort of desire for farthest from 
on for so long now. And the same with Echo Live as well, exactly the same. You know, people want to get to these events. They want to talk to one another. They want to socialise. They want to see stuff. They, they, want, you, you know, they want to go rooting for things. They want a bargain. They want to come away with things in hand rather than wait for the postman to turn up. It's It's... Old, the old school way of doing things and that is at the very heart of what Farthest From is about and what Dave Tree wanted to achieve with Farthest From an old school collector's fair and the last one was by no means any deviation from that uh, original thought process it was fantastic I, I, I really enjoyed it yeah you're right Mark Hockey had some great stuff didn't he, he had a great um, eight pack mailer that was uh, graded wasn't it Which yeah was, that was, was probably nice. one of the, the, the higher end things that I, I, I saw there was a sand crawler as well wasn't there Box sand crawler I saw oh yes there was that now I'd, I'd not seen that chap there before what was his name like he got boxes and boxes of last 15 incredible i mean in terms of prices there were still bargains there i picked up a couple of bargains i know there was dan that display box you got that was an absolute steal yeah some fantastic prices there for things. I mean, yes, there were things that were expensive. Last 15 or last 17, whichever one you want to call it, they are the sort of benchmark, aren't they? Everybody wants them. The, the price is constantly going up on those. They change from month to month. And they only ever seem to be going up. So, yeah, if you're looking for like last 15, last 17, you were going to be paying market rates for those. But as for other stuff, I saw a Palatoy boxed Dagobah playset in a really lovely box. The condition of the box was fantastic. This was on Paul Water's table, and it was complete other than the, the cylinder, and uh, that was 200 quid. Um, I thought that was a fantastic price. Um, I've seen them go for 250, nearly 300 in, in similar condition. The box was absolutely pin sharp. It was lovely. Paul Davis had a nice... 20 backhand solo which uh, didn't last very long that went uh, very quickly so I think he had that very reasonably priced as well I quite like Nick Dykes you know Nick Dykes is it's often good quality carded figures which are graded but actually he didn't have too much of that there did he he um a lot more beyond the toys stuff uh, with it so that's where I got my micro tins from was from Nick and he also had a lot of you know vehicle spare parts and stuff like that vehicle instructions so I got a set of instructions for my Palatoy Tonton he had all sorts there I think he was looking at Casio watch at one point he had some crazy stuff yeah, he did. He did. He had some absolutely brilliant stuff. I, I had a few bits like that off him. I'd had a couple of those uh, Ballantine passports to fill in my display. Uh, some pencils, I think, I had off him, and some bits and pieces out of those uh, spare parts bins. They, what a great idea they are! I mean, the amount of people I saw queuing up to go through those looking for parts they needed. Fantastic idea. I think that's the with, with some of us. Obviously, we're quite. I like to think myself as fairly seasoned now, and I've, I've, you know, I've got all my vehicles and stuff like that that I've got have boxed and complete. I don't really go rooting needs to go rooting through them but if you're just starting out and you have got you know ships that are part it's, it's, it's heaven and it i remember when i first started going going through some of his bins and finding the i was it on the uh, imperial troop transport the black things that sit on the characters heads what they called the restraints yeah you know yeah there's something like that yeah those they, like, just you know just like you probably pay you know the same for an ebay but you haven't got to pay for the postage you can pick it up in, in person stick it in your pocket and take it home with you yeah he had a, he had a good mix of stuff for nick dykes did. there was uh, something for everybody on on his table a uh, very nice palatoy 45a ig88 that he had uh, which if um, the numbers came up on the lottery i would be on the phone to him straight away for nice well let's head over to um, some more interviews then jez in control here again mark hockley we've just spoken to he speaks with mark uh, wayne totty of echo was there he was selling some of the echo um, guides and calendars and jason smith of tvr let's head over to them <laughs> Hello. Oh, that was one word. 
How are you doing? There you go. Have you had a good day? Have you had a good day? I've had a great day. I've had a lovely day. It's so nice to see everybody. It's so nice to um, just see people's eyes. Yeah. Despite not their smiling faces, but their eyes. Yeah. And um, I got to put like the top half of a face to a name. Yeah. I, you know, what? I saw Ed Grant earlier, and it's like Ed. He's like, yeah. Oh, a lot of people haven't recognised me with my mask on. It's like yeah. you won't recognise me because of my red arm. It's one of those so moments. It, yeah. It's amazing the amount of people you recognise from their eyes, actually. So I think everyone's had a great day today. I didn't get to buy anything because I only got half a look around, but it's been phenomenal. Lovely to see everybody yeah. again. Good vibes. Another roaring success. Wayne, you are live on the podcast. You're not live on the podcast, mate. How you doing? You're right. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you very much. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, Father's drum. How's it been for you this weekend? Yeah, it's been a real nice day. It's been great to catch up with people. Yeah. Um, it's been quite busy, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been. It's Lots been of awesome. nice items. Now, Wayne, your focus is now have to be on something coming up in April next year. Would I be right in saying that? Yeah. Right, okay. Just remind everyone what's going on in April next year. We've got Echo Base Live coming up on the 2nd of April. Yep. It's, uh, it's a great time to get together, yep. trade toys, meet some guests, and uh, just have a good time. Brilliant. So, Red Edge, check it out. Facebook, so it's going to be Echo Live. But it's great to see you and the Echo guys down here this weekend. It's just, it's just been really good, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been... Been real nice, nice one, mate. Thank you so much, and uh, safe journey home. Yeah, thanks very much. Brilliant. Cheers, mate. Jason, yeah, for the second time on the trot, you're a generation Skywalker. So, Vintage Rebellion presenter. Now, what have you thought about Harvest from this weekend, mate? It's been it's been one of the best shows that, uh, that there's been in, in quite a long time. But I mean, obviously, it's been two years since the last one everyone turned up. So I think everyone was very much of the, the opinion it's like. We don't really care what COVID's in. We're getting together. We're having a great time. And um, it was the first time I've actually come down on the Friday night. So I right. so came around on the Friday night, went to the Reg, had a curry, you yep. know, which is now unlicensed, which is quite unusual. So we all, all drank Coke. But, yep. And then um, at the Family Fun Day, which had a lot of uh, good guest presentations at it. Really good. And then the evening, the evening meal in the town hall was one of the best ones he's, he's done in recent years. Yep. Uh, food was very good. There was a good range of talks and stuff, and uh, there was uh, sort of bar service to the table. So you yeah. ordered on an app, and you got your drinks at the table, which is very nice. And then the show today has just been uh, really good. Lots of lots of vintage vintage sellers that I'd not seen before, so yeah. kind of good range of new stuff as well. And it was just so good seeing everyone after like two years Absolutely. without seeing everyone. So. Jason, it's you been really good. Home with you. Have you, have you made any purchases? Today? Um, I've made a few. I mean, there's all the you know the Bowmans were doing all their um, Palatoy mini rig prints. I've got a set yeah. of those. I've got the the show poster. But I do have. I did have a uh, Star Wars display box of um, uh, HCF uh, pencil toppers that I needed a lot of the pencil toppers to fill up and oh, I managed yeah. to get all of them in one shot at this show so, oh, fantastic. so I was very happy with that so that was good oh brilliant well listen it's been great to see you safe journey back thank and, you and uh, I'll see you at Echo Live yeah Echo would be the next one that would be fantastic uh, have a great time I'll see you later great to see you again cheers Jason thanks very much <laughs>
come to you now, Dan. With regards to other things, I mean, we've mentioned artwork being sold and display cases, but um, there was also some different things on the floor. Um, yeah, so we had um, our, our contemporaries, there a couple of other podcasts. So there was um, the band for Tracks guys. So they were kind of, obviously, they're quite closely affiliated with Dave. They were doing the, they did a lot of the interviews on a Saturday, like you've already mentioned, but they were doing, um, they did a podcast um, upstairs in Fording Bridge in the morning. Yeah, and they were milling around, came over, spoke to us quite a bit. So yeah, you had the band for Tracks and you also had the guys from TVR there. So I think Richard, Jason, and Spoons are all there. So they had a, they had a table there, and uh, and they were giving out business cards and other bits of swag. So I think that in terms of podcasting, guys, that was that. Yeah. So also Dave was doing a lot of charity work for the for the um, Salvation Army. We obviously had the uh, bits of the games that, that were laid on on Saturday. That you've already mentioned. He had the Cup Two, which 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 Craig's mentioned. So that was um, eight pound. I think it was for the Cup Seven Ninety Nine. And you had a, a Bounty Hunter capture log and um, with two stamps on it for two cups of tea. And also Mark. Mark had a, had a small table as well, separate from Generation Skywalker, where he was um, setting off some of the the Palatoy group posters. So there was the the group picture that you done with uh, Han Bezbin, Luke Bezbin, Leia Bezbin, C-3PO, Lando, and the Yoda action figures of all new action figures. Beautiful poster. I've got it framed on my, my wall for when you bought them out last year. And also the the Boba Fett poster um, that that you did that you did. So yeah, so they, there was a table for those. And then at the end of the day, um, they've done a, a short auction with with several items. I think there was a, a Dengar baggy and then was it an echo live poster you won Stu, with all the autographs on it yeah, yeah I, I don't think he's, he's released the number yet and how much he's raised but i imagine he done he did quite well for them very much and it's it's always good i mean he does loads for charity and for his local area so hats off to dave let's go over to another interview then this one mark did uh, with steve davis who he was walking around with a, a plastic bag which included a 12 back vinyl cape jar in there which you don't see many of them around what a pickup he had let's head over to that interview <laughs> Today with Mr. Steve Davis, as uh, I'm sure some of you will know on Facebook and on the forums and stuff, that he is a very, very big Palatoy collector and loves his uh, Palatoy carded stuff from card backs, reseals and mocks. And I've just caught up with him and uh, asked him, you know, what, what have you been buying, mate? And uh, he's just, just let me glance into his bag and uh, I've almost fainted. And so I'm just going to hand over to Steve now and... and um, Steve, just tell me, what have you just bought? Uh, I've just bought a, a vinyl cape Jawa Palatoy 12 back. Now, this was this was off um, uh, a recent Nick. auction, wasn't it? Um, Nick Rayner. That's right. Uh, yeah. Originally won them from uh, the the auction. I, I can't recall the name of the auction Astons. house. Aston's. That was it. That's it was Aston's yeah. auction. It was the uh, the. Garage find, wasn't it? It was yeah, all that's right. in a garage. All a in the, uh, black plastic bags, apparently, weren't they? Yeah, black plastic bags. How it survived so long, I don't know. But this particular figure, I mean, how, how many of these are actually known to exist now? I don't know, mate. Not that Single many. figures? Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, so the, the, we're talking really rare yeah. Yeah, uh, examples. For sure. Exactly, yeah. Uh, this one's got a cut bubble, uh, cut nameplate, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah, cut nameplate on that. But um, it's done a real good repair job by using a, a, a sort of trashed card from another jar and he's, he's managed right, yeah. to I mean, fix it really nicely I mean any condition you know amazing, well exactly you know. yeah so oh, lucky to have it really yeah and uh, what else did you have in your bag mate because wow. I mean that was uh, that was good but we've also got some absolute other pearlers Palatoy 45A Jawa now again this is a particularly rare figure and I've got to say possibly my favourite yeah, it's nice, isn't it? 
it does look good. There's something about the 45A cards that just... No, I don't know how many of them there is. I think it's, again, single Single figures, figures yeah. Exactly, yeah. You, know. you don't. You never know how many there are in sort of black in hole the, collections. That's right. But that's right. known examples, we're talking single figures. And uh, 40, uh, Jawa no, 41 not. back. Yeah, 41 back Jawa. Again... That's got the name cut. You see that? But it's, it, I tell you what, that's a real that's a real good job. These because some of these repairs can look a bit ropey, can't they? Yeah. Because they they're done very roughly with either scissors or or whatever. But well, they, it's they cut the names out, wouldn't it? Yeah. To send off for the uh, you know the special figures and that's stuff. That's it. Yeah. Free, um, great. And uh, what what else did you have in the, the bag? Because oh, it was a. Let's have a look. Here we go. Right now, this one's another special one. Well, I don't know that many people know about these, but that's the transitional bubble yeah. 12-back Jawa, which is like an R2-D2 bubble. That's it, and it's got oh, a yeah. piece of card in the back, yep. hasn't it? a piece of card in the back like that. Uh, put that over there. Again, I didn't even know that existed until about two years ago. Really? And, and again, yeah. what, what sort of numbers are we talking about? No examples. Single figures again. So you have got an absolute bag of incredibly rare examples of Jowers and I have to say if we put all these in There's one There's another line, one. There you go. 45B. 45B. What again? That, I mean that's that's in such cracking shape isn't it? Amazing and isn't it? You sometimes get these on 45Bs where the heat of the um, the transfer of the bubble when they yeah the machine, that's right yeah uh, you see some of them it's usually on that right hand side as well I've noticed that's it yeah and the, what happens is it's so hot that it burns the print on the card so I bought figures with that on before and the seller has told me it's a reseal because of that yeah yeah you know full well that that is not a reseal that actually happens yeah so um, let's just get a, a shot of all of them together because I tell you what yeah, mate yeah. what a day Pre you've had all right. What Amazing, isn't it? You know, it's taken me a while, you know, thanks to Nick. He's uh, pretty patient with me. Yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's a, one of the good guys, Nick is. And it's uh, nice to see them go on to somebody else that's going to look after them. Well, that's it, Nick. You I know, they've done in my collection. And it's going to be yeah, really no, nice. Absolutely. So I'm well pleased with them. Have you bought anything else? I know it's still early yet, but have you got your eye on anything else? Uh, you, you not at the moment, not at the moment. I think I've spent enough on these, yeah, so uh, yeah. that'll do for now. Absolutely. But obviously, I've got my eye on a few things, and I've got a few things obviously incoming as well. Um, How many farthest farms have you been to, now, Steve? This is my first one. Is it? Yeah. I'm sure it's. No, 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 no. You know, it's usually the other one, isn't it? We go to. Oh right. Yeah, but I've never been yet to come down here. I was going to come, I think about a year or so ago, but I couldn't make it. That, that must prove to everybody how hungover I am at the moment. Yeah. Because I, I was convinced I'd seen you here before, mate. Yeah, probably. probably. Well, what did you make of it? Worth a trip down? Yeah, good. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, yeah I like it. Yeah. I mean, most of the time we come to these places to talk to each other, don't you? Exactly. You meet up again and have a good old chat. No, that's what it's all about. It's not just about the actual figures and stuff. It's, it's the meeting up in the community and talking. Absolutely. But yeah. Um, you've hit the nail on the head and Farthest Farm Echo Live, two events really that absolutely encapsulate that. Um, uh, sense of uh, community, I guess, within the within the hobby. It's, it's, it's an absolutely delight to see you, mate. And thank you very much for sharing that's all right, your yeah. haul. Because yeah, that's well, the only way I've to got some more it. surprises up my sleeve as well when I do my room. I've got a few things that people haven't seen before, which well, I'm going to be bringing out. We'll, we'll definitely be speaking to you about that near yeah. the time, mate. But yeah, but yeah, I've, I've done all right yeah, no, today, no, no, very well. You deserve a sit down, mate. <laughs> yeah, going to need it. After, after paying for all of those. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Okay. Cheers, Steve. Right, yeah, thanks very much. <laughs>
upstairs in the um in the hall like dan's just said tvr and fan for tracks both did a podcast recording and we did one as well such as it was <laughs> it was more us as a, as a team of six we all went upstairs and and you boys presented me with the most amazing sign now we did do a little presentation which you'll hear this being presented i think we also talked to chris mann again and martin Newbold, but i do get the uh, the, the sign during this recording so let's head over to that we wanted to take an opportunity while we're all together because it's very rare. We're back in July. Stu was very, um, very kind enough to host us all um, at his house. Yeah. And, it was the, and it marked the very first Generation Skywalker get together. Um, first time we'd all been in one place. So we've got a little something to say thank you for hosting us at your new bar and collecting space. Unboxing video. Unboxing video. Yeah, oh, yeah, doing unboxing video. Okay. <laughs> Live unboxing at Father's Frog. Oh, has anyone got a knife? <laughs> <laughs> God, I've got it. Might be a bit too soon for that. Yeah. Bless you, Chico. Oh. I don't think it's tape, is it? Oh, I don't Come on. Gosh, Seriously, has anybody got a knife? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's not the, it's not the uh, freeze. He's got it. 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 He's got no longer meant in seal box. Come on, you should see me at Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> we start presents at 7 a.m. We're not going to get amazing, boys. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for having us, Steve. Good time, Alice. Oh, boy, that was a joint effort as well, Alice. <laughs> you have to describe yeah. it for the listeners. Yeah. That's the view, isn't it? He's a load of cover. I am. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Oh, thank you, boys. What? What does it describe? He's lost the words. Can you believe it? Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Amazing. Amazing. I'll go come kiss you all in I love it. Thank you all. All of it. Jess, can you describe what we're looking at? Yeah, so Stu, as most of us are all fans of the, the Tiki range, and uh, Stu's got a wonderfully converted uh, garage where he has his Star Wars collection and his Tiki bar. Uh, so what we have here is a beautifully created, um, well, it's Mark special design of uh, Stu's Tiki or TK421 but with yeah. a clever use of the eyes there as well so it's TK421 but Tiki bar uh, Stu's Tiki bar and actually when you look at the large um, what are these characters Easter Island. Easter, Island. Easter Island figures it's Vader rather than your regular ones Amazing. as well so every time Amazing. you feast your eyes with that the colors just work beautifully and it's 3D so it's uh, yeah it's there's so much going on in this. Um, it's just so subtly beautiful. 
Jed, I'm made up. It's so lovely. <laughs> I mean, you all came down to mine in the summer and we keep calling it my garage and you knew I was after a name and you boys have named it. I mean, first of all, Tiki421. Now, it's very clever. If anyone listens to our podcast knows that we're all into Tiki mugs and Tiki things. It is it is Tiki, T-I-K-I. Who's going to tell me? Where, where did the name come from? That was that was Simon, Simon yeah, McCarran. It was uh, it was his. We went through a list of names and we, we, we thought, God, I can't remember which one we were almost going to go for. And then Simon chirped up Tiki 41 and that's it. The rebels are there. That's the one. It's brilliant. I'd love I'd love to know what other names you had. Hold on, I'll tell you. Hold on, I've got the list here somewhere. One second. I'm just scrolling back up to see if I can find it. Wicket's Baudouin. <laughs> Wicket's what? Do you mean Boudoir? Boudoir, yes. Yeah, Wicket's Boudoir. I can't read. <laughs> Daiquiri Bay 94. Bar 1138. Uh, Sif and Shake. <laughs> Dago Bar. Obviously. Yub, pu- yub, yub Pub. <laughs> nice. Bar Bar Binks. Chew Bar Car. <laughs> <laughs> Tattoo wine, yeah, it goes on. There's loads of them. Stew's Lula, but Lula Shack, Binary Fun Set, Docking Bay 94, <laughs> Rancho Obi Stew, Stew's Cantina, Skinner's Palace. So yeah, it goes on. Greedo's Grotto, Darth Skinner's, Wampa Rave, Get Sift. I think I think you come out with the best one, though. To be fair, you boys absolutely nailed it. So let me just just try to describe this to um to the listeners. Okay, so first of all, it's on on a big piece of acrylic and some amazing artwork. I mean, anyone who knows East Island with the big concrete kind of head sculpts, I, I take it this is your work, Mark. Well, I know it's your Dude, work. They're not, they're not concrete. They're a bit older <laughs> than that. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean. Stone, you know, <laughs> concrete. Yeah, just been carved out a couple of weeks ago. So uh, they've very cleverly been changed into Vader and Stormtrooper, and the whole backboard's got a real tiki vibe. There's um, palm trees coming out the back and everything. I mean, it's um, it's amazing. And then you've got this piece of what looks like a piece of driftwood, which is uh, stuck to the front of that and then more acrylic across the front tiki 421 and stew's bar i mean it is brilliant established 2021 on there as well it was um, uh, amazing lads i cannot i cannot thank you all enough and now i know i can see this is mark's design work i think craig you had quite a big deal in sorting all the the production out if I'm, am i right yeah yeah mark passed the ball and i nodded it in i mean it's it is amazing i haven't got it up yet i want to get the bar just right and i need to pick the most perfect spot for it it's very very well loved i mean i think i've said it already on another show my best piece i got in 2021 by by a mile i can't i can't begin to uh to thank you boys it was a uh, such a nice touch very very well loved it will be and tiki 421 you know getting used to it. I, I mean my mum calls it tiki 421 <laughs> she's, she's got it nailed the name of the uh the garage now so stop yeah. calling it the garage <laughs> stop calling it the garage that's exactly we even we even made we got you were lost for words I and mean, i think we even made you cry i think you were, I, I think i'm pretty sure i caught you to wiping a tear away from the corner of your eye well you, you were far wrong dan because I'm, I'm not often speechless I don't know if you ever noticed that. No, but, I um, but yeah, I wasn't expecting it. So Chris, we started earlier on. I saw you this morning. So what have you thought of Forest Run this time round? Same as it ever has been in the past, to be fair. Hasn't it's just got bigger really. Right. A lot more stalls and stuff on show for purchasing than I was back here six years ago. Um, was that your first one? No, I, I was 2012. I was here at the, the very first one. I was one of the four coming down with Jez and Ian ah, and from, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the OG. The OG. So, uh, yeah, Chris is OG. It's had a real mix of your own um, collection in the past, just yeah. things which stick to mind. You had Power of the Force Nikto. Yeah. 
um, a yep. brief period. Yeah, that was your that was your special boy, wasn't it? That I was remember my, you then moving that, that on. I treated myself when my mum died. Yeah, with some of her money. Yeah. Uh, you had a Yoda focus, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, um, that's gone. Right. <laughs> Along with most other things, I've got a few in my, loose ones in my pocket today. Yeah. Um, just to get some advice on, but yeah. Um, yeah but, but you've been downstairs, you've seen a complete different mix, something for every pocket, something for yeah, every taste. Definitely, yeah. But you haven't been tempted back? Mm, no, no, not yet. Right. Not, not at the moment. If say. you were to come back, yeah, into the club. Where, what area do you think it would be? Would it still be vintage, or would it? Would, would you now start moving out to other areas? It's hard to say. I still the vintage is still where my heart is, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, collecting wise, I would say. But um, I don't know. The modern stuff's just gone crazy. There's so much of it out there to, to, to choose an area to stick with and go with. I was just looking in Dave's shop. The new Black Series stuff is amazing. And even yeah. that, the uh, Qui-Gon, the, new, the bigger scale uh, Phantom Menace Qui-Gon detail is amazing. So, yeah, the newer, the newer stuff looks good, but I just wouldn't have, I'd have to, I'd have to sit down and do some research and what is out there and, and what's a good line to, to look into, you know. But listening to the podcast, I think I'll be collecting everything. Because you know what we're so tell us about that because you <laughs> recently started listening to Generation Skywalker. Yeah, and you're 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 you've started at the beginning, haven't you? Yeah. So through. so I've always listened to Vince Rebellion. And yeah. Then in the last probably month or so, maybe maybe five weeks, um, I've got into the Generation Skywalker vibe, should we say? So right. I'm literally from first episode, and I think I'm up to your February. 2021 episodes, the modern way 10, I think. Right. Currently, um, yeah, it's good. It's good to take sort of quick, vibey um, episodes rather than long, drawn out. So why why did you then stick with the modern way? So you would have started listening to those old fossils, I assume. Yeah, yeah. But then did you just think, oh, I, my phone has downloaded it, or did you just go, all right, let's see what they're talking about with that? Um, to be I listen to it on Spotify and it just literally plays them in order that you've released them. So yeah. it's a, the one is modern way that it's old fossils and it's, it's a real mix. Yeah. So um, all, of the, all of them are just enjoyable, to be fair. You know, listening about the modern stuff and yeah. the vintage stuff and the hot toy stuff, which I had a little look at on the, web, on the website, but even there. Crazy money. Well, so. you never know. I was a complete vintage snob at the beginning of this, yeah. and the guys had slowly worn down Mark. Well, it wasn't so <laughs> yeah, slow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you never know. You keep on listening, you might find that I've been um, worn down slowly yeah, yeah. as well. Well, I'd, I'd say, looking at the, the new stuff Dave's got over there, uh, it's it's more appealing to collect, I would say, than, than a lot of the newer stuff that's come out in past years. So, yeah, yeah definitely aimed at more of a collector market than a... Than a, a Kitty's toy market in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Some of the sculpts now are just, oh, yeah, just fantastic. Amazing. Obviously, technology of how their sculpting was advanced from when Power of the Force 2 was released. So, um, yeah, they are good to look at. Well, maybe you should 
get yourself an early Christmas present or something or other to, to you know. Yeah, I was thinking of sort of early Christmas presents. Uh, possibly, possibly. Now, Chris, did you expect when you came on for the presentation this afternoon that you would be the one doing the presentation? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it would be a, a four-on-one interview. It's good to see you. Yeah. We've been planning this for a long time. That's it, yeah. yeah. We, we waited for you to come to the, sh- the show because obviously you haven't been for a while. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, we've been planning it for a while. Yeah, no, I was, I was eager to, to, to get back here today. So it's, uh, it's been a long time coming. So I think good great. to finally meet you because, like, we had a conversation earlier mm-hmm. on that you, you converse with a lot of people on Facebook sometimes on a daily basis and, you know, come quite friendly with people. Uh, and yet you can walk straight past them in the streets. Yeah. And I, I've known about you for a long time, but I wouldn't know you that's, from yeah, Adam. That's if, it. If you're yeah, in, yeah. in the room, and it wasn't until you came over and introduced yourself. Yeah. Like, oh, right. Okay. Same like reverse roles. Listen, yeah. like hearing you on the podcast. Obviously, I, I listen to you guys most days now because I'm say going through your, your episodes, and obviously know the voice, see pictures of you, but to yeah. finally say hello and actually meet in person, it's, it's nice. And that's why events like Farthest From, Echo Live, and these kinds of events are absolutely crucial because it sort of grounds a lot of people with, you know, old school way of collecting, yeah, actually, yeah. rather than doing it um, independently screen online. And and, you know, there's no, yeah, there's no yeah. part to that, really. Yeah, I want to try and get to Echo this year as well, or the next one, say this year, next year. Yeah. yeah. Just, um, It'll be good to see you, mate. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's all sometimes logistics getting down. You know, it's not that far away. As, as I think, it's I think you said in the farthest from what uh, episode you've done. Probably the most interesting part, I said it. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's you know, it, it, even here it's not that far from most places in the UK. Yeah. You know, you think Gus has come from the States. Exactly. You know, yeah. so um, it's, you know, just getting the car, have a drive over. And the Echo one, it, it looks. Different, you know, bigger, yeah. bigger, you know, sort it is of different, different, different It's a different you know, type of show. They're both, they're both yeah. fantastic in their own yeah, lives, but yeah, yeah they both you know, have the, a place. And this potentially feels a bit more intimate, a bit more sort of close knit, sort of almost friendship based. Mm. Like Echo could be yeah. the same. Yeah, but, there is but, a lot of that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but obviously being in the shopping centre, possibly more stalls, a yeah. bit more spread out. Um, but at the moment, probably probably always been where my heart is. I've been here from day one, so unfortunately missed a few, but but I'm back now. Brilliant. Mate, maybe into the so if money was no object then. Yeah. If you could walk out of one thing down there, what would you what would you pick? Uh, I've looked at so much stuff down there. So <laughs> I, I, for, I haven't seen so much stuff on for offer on sale for so long. Yeah. I quite like it because one because I never had one was I don't know who had it down there. The Princess Leia AFA eighty five. I think you had like a 3,200. Okay. Yeah. Nice card. Never, I've never owned that card. Yeah. I've yeah. been on card run. So that was quite a nice one. So. Treat yourself for. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't think I'll be allowed back in the house. So, uh. Thank you very much. Cheers, Chris. <laughs> Chris, man, you are the man. And um, Mr. Mark Newbold. Yes, sir. We, uh, I don't believe that we've spoken to you yet today, have we? Not today. Mark, well, you've been massively involved in this one from the beginning, I'm sure. Father's Drums, you've been to how many I've, of them? Uh, I, I look back, because I do keep record of stuff, mm. or try to. Um, this is 22, 
Uh, I was involved in the live one. I did Empire 40. But as far as the physical in-person in ones, I think I've only missed two. Yeah. I think I missed the fourth one and the sixth one or something like that, which which is brilliant because it's Dave. Yeah. You go the extra mile for Dave because he's one of those yeah. guys, isn't he? Exactly. But uh, it's still a three-hour drive there and back for me. I mean, I know a lot of people are far further than that, but yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a nice part of the world, isn't it? You see, I mean, yesterday when uh, when everyone was arriving, you were noticeably absent initially, and I was like, "Oh, where's my, my where's my?" But then you arrived with Guy Henry, didn't you? That's right. Slightly, slightly yes. later on, but yeah, yeah. And uh, so you had a good day yesterday. Yeah, it was a good one. It was because it's the family fun day, so that's the day when you tend to get the guests, or Dave gets the guests in and chats folks and stuff. So yeah, so it was Guy Guy Henry yesterday, uh, Neil Scanlon, which was a bit special because yeah, he doesn't do that really many talks. Was. Uh, and then on the evening, obviously uh, Brian Herring, which yeah. is good fun because Brian can he just wind Brian up and let him go. He just yeah. talks, talks, doesn't need to be interviewed. He just needs a mic. Yeah, so that was easy. Uh, excellent, excellent. And today, how's today been for you? Just yeah, just catching up with people. Yeah. It's, it's been busy. Mega busy. It's not really stopped, has it? It's been great since no. the door. I mean, it, it was full before. I thought it was early bird at eleven and uh, and then uh, regular at 12. twelve. Yeah, it was full at ten o'clock. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's been, yeah, it's been good. I mean, I ebb and flow with buying stuff. Yeah. Odds, odds and sods today, nothing big. But, uh, but then, I, weirdly, since we've come back since the pandemic, I can't think of a big purchase I've made. It's weird. Yeah. Normally, I'm picking up, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for the whack from the missus when I get home. I don't know what the hell have you bought this time. But there's not really been anything. So it's just little, I like fiddly farty stuff. Yeah. You know, all pins and patches and stupid little bits. So I'm, I'm into all that. So yeah. Fills the shelves. Well, I want to ask you about Fantatrax, though, because, you know, how many years has Fantatrax been going now? It feels, well, it feels like it's been going for about 10, but it's really actually been going for four. Yeah. But it's still, so it, which is weird, because obviously a lot of us were Jedi News before, and that was a long endeavour, and before mm. that I'd done other stuff. But Fanta, yeah, 2017 we started, so. But it's just the, the amount of content content you guys are pushing out bam 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 every day all day instagram is brilliant but yeah. what you what you bringing up what have you got on the horizon have you got anything coming up yeah I, I, well I'll, I'll be catching up with posting for the weekend because i don't think anything's gone on because we're all here um so i'll be catching up with that but in, in terms of uh, general stuff yeah regular news as you say yeah she's a never stops star wars stops for no one as we all know um podcasts are going well so making tracks which is a show i do with mark is ticking over a lot 150 odd episodes now um and planet layer which is claire henry's show which is stole from a girl's point of view as she says not me she says uh that's just returned after about two years break yeah which is crazy but yeah it's just i think now with sort of christmas is right on us and new year and such and we're looking ahead to 22 yeah it's another well every year's a star wars anniversary year isn't it but you know yeah attack of the clones 20th the last year yeah. the 5th whatever yeah, you know course, there's always yeah. a celebration year as well so yeah plus everything that's going to happen here i know dave's probably going to do a couple of shows next year and well, I certainly hope echo so. and all the other yeah. stuff so we'll be seeing plenty of each other i think so celebration though, you've got plans, you're going to be going? If you've got... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the last, well, Chicago ran the podcast stage. Yeah. Um, and they did ask me to do it again for Anaheim 20. But of course, now it's been pushed back and pushed yeah. back. So just waiting for, for confirmation on that, but hopefully. Brilliant. Uh, but I mean, really, we're only five months out. And it, I mean, last time it took a proper, because everyone's got, you know, it is, you've got a different kit to us. You know, everyone's got a different kit. People are from different parts of the world. You're trying to get them all on the same page. Some people have different concerns and different, you know, not if you, like us, we came in here earlier, did our live episode, like you with the Zoom, stuck the Zoom down, press record, you were there, mm -hmm. you know, and we just rabbit, you know, it's different, but some 
every podcast is different. Some want it planned and some want it prepped and some need to know this consideration or they need that or that cable doesn't fit into that thing. And I'm not a technical guy. I, can, I usually forget to press the button twice to record as it is. So Oh, you have to do that too? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> this is all fixed in the edit. But, yeah, you know, so you just got to – you need that time. Yeah. And also – you know what it is. You know, sometimes some people reply to an email like that. Other people, you wait in a week for a reply to the most basic thing, and it, you you factor that over six months, and all of a sudden you realise you really did need six months to pull it together. So, yeah, so fingers crossed that happens. But either way, even if I'm not doing the stage, I'll definitely be there. Cool, brilliant. Now, I often think of you. Final question. I often <laughs> think of you as a man in the know of a lot of things. Celebration Europe. Oh man! If, if, well, considering. So selfish as a rule. I want to know about celebration Europe. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to do the list. Yes, I promise you. If I knew, I wouldn't. Uh, no, I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> so, no, I, I, my gut tells me they will. Because yeah. 2023 is like Jedi's 40th. You know, that kind of feels like it makes sense because it was mm. pretty much made here, wasn't it? You know, uh, and, and seven years since the last one. Yeah. And, and you're not, you know, okay, it was the longest stretch from from one to two, but never yeah. because of all the other stuff throwing Japan in. Stars are so much bigger now, isn't it, than yeah. it was from the between one and two. Yeah, and, and also I think, you know, um, Andor was made here. That kind of feels like that. You know, there's a yeah. lot of stuff they can celebrate, a lot, of, and hopefully we'll have the next film announced soon. It, yeah. It's not going to be Rogue Squadron, I don't think, but whatever falls into that slot, that'll more than likely be made here. So, yeah, yeah it feels like they need to do it. Yeah. They need to do it. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Hey, mate, thanks ever so much. Um, safe journey back and Merry Christmas. We've we've just said that TVR are up there, fan for tracks like they're recording, but also Gus Lopez had travelled over from the States and he did a talk. Craig, you attended it up there. Yeah, I've seen uh, Gus talk at collecting track presentations in various US locations. So to see him upstairs in a town hall in the New Forest wasn't quite as glamorous as LA or Orlando or Chicago. But fair play to Gus for making uh, an overseas trip from Seattle, where other planned guests, Ross Barr from Collector Archive Services and a new proof author, Matthias Rendell, were scheduled to come. But due to COVID restrictions and all the rest of it, um, couldn't make it. So it was, you know, it was on Gus's shoulders to, to be the, the headline act, which I know he was on the on the Saturday night. But on the, the Sunday afternoon, he gave a talk on prototypes, vintage Star Wars prototypes. Now, I don't have Gus and Duncan's Guide to Prototypes. It's not a book I own, but I'm familiar with a lot of the things that they've sourced and showcased over the years. And, you know, this was a bit of a greatest hits. It was it was some of the some of the key pieces, certainly from Gus's collection and whether some of it was sourced from elsewhere, I'm not sure. But most of it was, was stuff he owned and could talk with some authority on. And, you know, I sat there at the back of the hall and, and, and watched him and thought, yeah, this is it's great to see a lot of this stuff again and to hear him talk about it because he's so articulate and so knowledgeable it's always a a pleasure to see him speak but there are even things cropping up in that presentation that i'd never seen before so you know to anyone new to the collecting world i'm sure it would have blown their tiny minds to see a lot of this very very rare very very valuable stuff being uh, being showcased at an event like this now, Craig, you were uh, able to record that presentation and uh, it sounds pretty good. So we won't give you the whole presentation because it was an hour long. But um, here's a little clip of what Gus was presenting on the day. Now, these are really obscure. Very few people uh, even know about these. But if you remember back in the day when they had, uh, when Empire, those of them were around, when Empire Strikes Back came out, um, 
there were companies like Mattel and Coleco that were making handheld LED electronic games. They were making like they made them for sports games, and you know they're really popular when the first sort of LED electronic components were coming out. And so Kenner was like all over this. They, they wanted to get on that trend. And and if you read a lot about the toy industry, you know a lot of times electronic games or even uh, video games compete with physical toys, and so they look at it as sort of a zero sum, uh, and so it's important for them to sort of chase those ideas, and so they were looking at LED handheld electronic games. And the idea was that these would be the back plates to games that came out around the time of the Empire Strikes Back, and these were done at like about, I think like a four, of a, maybe like two times scale, and the idea is that the graphic would be used as a back plate, and then the LEDs would light up, and so you can imagine, like they, you could see that they used we're going to use common components, right? Like in all three games, there are sort of five things on the top, and presumably you're trying to score, you're trying to like destroy Adat walkers, or you're trying to um, shoot asteroids, and I don't know, trying to shoot Yoda, I don't know, trying to slice Yoda in half. Uh, and then that was the idea that these would be like LED games. Uh, they, they never, of course, made these things, but these are the original paintings that were going to be used uh, for those LED games. Here's another Empire era piece, and this is for a Darth Vader Star Destroyer playset. So it's another wood pattern, um, and you can see on it like some of the details. You can see some of the cuts and stuff for um, how they would make the molds for uh, for this. But um, but each of the pieces in, in something like Darth Vader Star Destroyer playset was going to be made out of a pattern piece out of wood. So you can imagine like for some of these vehicles and playsets. They would make dozens of pattern pieces, and, and very few of them are around today. I mean, a lot, a lot of the original patterns are lost, but this is one of the few, the only one I know of from the Star Destroyer playset that's still around. Um, but presumably everything else in the Star Destroyer playset was also patterned uh, to make it. And there would have been multiple pieces just to make the chamber. They would have had, this is just the bottom part of the chamber. Um, but yeah, a lot of collectors of this stuff really love the wood patterns because they're just incredible detail. They're effectively like wood sculpts of toys. Um, so here's an example of a non-Kenner piece. These are um, video game boxes for Atari and television video games. Uh, they were going to make these for Return of the Jedi, but of course when they had the name Revenge of the Jedi. These were sales sample boxes, so they would give those out to sales reps. Um, to show um, to retailers, uh, and so there are no games inside, but they're actually in shrink wrap boxes. And you occasionally see these still surface on eBay every once in a while. They actually don't go for as much as you think compared to because Kenner really gets a lot of the attention on prototypes. But here's an example of Parker Brothers, which was a Kenner subsidiary at the time. Um, you know, doesn't get as much attention, uh, but but anyway, this exists in prototype form, um, and I think. One of these games was made, and one of them wasn't made. Uh, some of you might know better than me. I think they eventually did make one of the games and, uh, and didn't make the other one. The weekend. Back at a show. I mean, it was my first show. I hadn't been able to attend Echo in the summer. My first show in two years. Was it everything you hoped it would be? Was, was it a, a great Farthest From, where it ranks within Farthest Roms? I think so. I enjoyed it. I was ready for it. Two years away from Father's From, you know, when especially when you do two or three uh, a year normally. The impression I got, everybody was ready for it. The Saturday night was fantastic. Really enjoyed that. It was such a good laugh. Um, just great to catch up with everybody. And I think, I know we've said this many, many times before that, you know, it's not just about the acquisition, the going down there and buying stuff for your collection or whatever. It, it, it It's about the 
reconnecting with people and being able to sit down and have a conversation with people to understand uh, what you're talking about, can appreciate what you're talking about and enjoy the conversation that you're having. Um, you know, because, you know, a lot of people that back home talking about Star Wars, the eyes roll, they don't understand what a Paltoy 45A is. And it's just nice to be with a group of people that can appreciate that. And that's why it's as much for me, you know, farthest from than it is about buying stuff. That's for sure. Um, and I think that this particular farthest from was one of the best I've ever been to. Yeah, I, I would echo that. I think of, of all the shows, I think it's a bit more than just a toy buying show. I think there's just, I think it's where a lot of us first first met and got to know each other. And I think that that's still the underlying thing. It's, it's a beautiful setting. I love that 10 miles you drive through the new forest to get there. I can't wait. Hopefully future future events we'll see this return three times in a year i love the summer one i love sitting out in a beer garden drinking and just in, flip-flops. in my flip-flops yeah or my uh or my espadrilles which i know grant really really appreciates as a shoe <laughs> which is always good fun but um yeah fingers crossed that uh covid doesn't kick anything into touch again but um hopefully not i think i think we're i'm positive about 2022 that we're gonna get a bit more normality so Come on, Dave, release that next uh, next date so we can start uh, salivating once again. Now, let's go over to um, another couple of interviews. Uh, we've got a follow-up to Rob Marsh. I mean, in the first interview, he's he says that what he's got his eye on in the hall. Let's see if he buys it. And um, the man with two first names, Peter Lee. Right, I'm back again with Rob Marsh. Rob, when we spoke earlier on... Yep. You said that you were contemplating buying a tri-logo Leah Booth? Yep. Right, how did it go? Uh, didn't go for that. I aspired a, um, a graded AE um, Palatoy Leah Hoffaggy. Oh, nice. So, obviously, for the for the focus, yeah. I jumped on that. Got a good deal on that, yeah. So. Oh, actually, you're going home, please. Well happy with that, yeah. Well yeah. happy. So, a nice end to a decent weekend. Yes, great, right. great end. Right, well, safe journey back up north to uh, Norwich, and uh, I'll see you, if I don't see you before, I see you Echo Live. Yep, definitely. Right. Cheers, cheers. Great to see you. Cheers, cheers mate. Bye. Right, Peter, I've got you now. Uh, you've been trying to hide from me all day. Always. How's it going, mate? How's, uh, how's today been for you? Very good. How are you doing, Jez? Yeah, I'm doing very you well. Thank you very much, but less about me, more about you. <laughs> Have you, have you uh, is, is anything taking your fancy today? Or what you did I buy? I, got, uh, I bought some Hungarian books. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're yeah. quite nice. And the original trilogy, got the, the, the three of them. They were nice. Um, picked up a Trilogo Barada, which uh, Steve Davies brought down for me. Okay. Another one of those in the set. So just three more Trilogos in the last 17 run to do. Let's talk uh, about those. What do you need, just in case anyone's listening? Luke Stormtrooper, right. A Man of Man, yeah. and R2, R2 Pop-Up. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, three <laughs> but, uh, Yeah, no getting there. Knocking them off the list. Oh, brilliant. Um, what else did I buy? That was about it, I think, today. Okay. So but, yet. no, yeah, good to, good to be down. Good fun last night, seeing everyone. A few yeah. beers. Yeah, indeed, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Well, listen, nice mate. to be back down here. So, thank you so much. No, uh, thank you for what you do. Always appreciated. And uh, yeah, look after yourself, and I'll see you at you too. Echo Live. I expect so. Yeah, brilliant. All right, nice one. Cheers, Des. Great event. We all we all agree. One of the best fathers froms, and it was just great to get back together. But we have to give a, a big shout out to Dave Tree. He he organised this show, and I, I think is I think he's probably a lot like a few of us. I think Craig 
is very much like this as well. I'm a bit like it that when you're doing something, you want to do it all. And I think Dave is a bit like that with organising his shows. Um, so I think he puts himself under immense pressure. But let's be honest about it. He pulls it off, doesn't he? He's a, he does he does the best he can. And, and in the interview I spoke with him before Farvish from, he said that uh, there's always he always finishes a show and thinks I could have done that better. I just want to say, Dave, really, really appreciate the shows and the time you take to put on this show. Yeah, I can't disagree. I mean, he's I mean, he's done them for years now, hasn't he? And, you know, this was the big comeback. And then there was all the worries about COVID and stuff. But it went off like a hitch, as I can tell. I mean, you know, the hall was packed. The sellers were, were all, all seemed really happy with how it was going. We had a great day. I mean, we met loads of new people and, you know, which we wouldn't have done otherwise if it hadn't been for the event. So it was, yeah, massive success in my eyes. Yeah, I don't think you need to know, Dave, personally to see the amount of effort and passion he puts into things and he's always you know you said earlier he cares about his community and you know as, as an example to illustrate the mark of the man he saw me filming and he said you know you care about where you're, where you're from you're always promoting your town Leamington Spa he said you know it'd be really great if you could just kind of go down that road and turn left and and just film the river just film the river and just see if you can weave it into to what you're doing because it you know it would mean a lot to me to just promote the town and I just, that was great and I was like yeah I'll do that for you and uh, and that's why the opening shot of the uh, the little film we put together is is Fording Bridge River there. I think we've got a lot to be thankful for uh, for Dave what he's done for all of us really I mean he's he's put on these events uh, and he's brought people together um, whether that be to buy things they want and need or to socialise with people that they like and uh, have become friends. As far as I'm concerned, that's a huge benefit. I doff my cap. I mean, if you ever get the opportunity to chat to Dave, his knowledge of the toy industry and of vintage toys, not just Star Wars, I mean, his knowledge of Palatoy. When people when people are referring to themselves as, I'm the main Palatoy man of Palatoy, when it comes to Dave, it's not Oh, I just know about Palatoy Star Wars. I mean, his knowledge is right across the board. So if you ever get a chance to chat to Dave, please, please do it. I would love for Dave to come on and us do maybe a Palatoy series. I mean, we've got Palatoy fans. And then, Mark, you're a huge Palatoy fan. Just just a round table of four or five shows and go through everything that Palatoy did. And let's, let's, let's delve into Palatoy as a company because we've got someone there with immense knowledge we really should tap into that because uh, because this stuff needs to be recorded and out there in the future. So definitely something to look into. Boys, yeah, a great event. I think we've covered everything there. Uh, future plans for the show. I mean, we, we want to attend Farthest From every show, whether that's a full team, part team because someone can't make it. I think Generation Skywalker want to be there at every show in the future. And obviously, I think Mark's already alluded to it. We, we, we gave away badges and stickers at this this one. But we want to do more. And one thing we do have on Generation Skywalker is some really creative minds. And then we have two extremely creative individuals in Mark and Craig who can produce the ideas that we come up with. So watch this space. We will we will do more giveaways, better swag. It will grow as we grow. So uh, definitely worth coming and chatting to us if you ever see us at an event and seeing what we have as freebies. <laughs> Here I am, just walked into all the cool stuff shop where Dave Tree is just looking like a man who's had a long day uh, at a very, very successful toy show. Um, Dave, how's this weekend been for you, buddy? Um, the clean version. 
the, the, the clean version is uh, uh, it's been a joy uh, no genuinely it's been absolutely belted to see everybody again you know you're going to see certain faces and then there's also them faces you know they didn't tell you that they were turning up and, and you know it, it's, it's as amazing to see them uh, you're getting uh, people who are coming down for the first time and they're like wow this you know the echo base guys yep. which is like loved it you know this is really good fun yep. um, the traders seem happy yep. and that really ultimately I'm here for the, the fans and, yep. and traders are, are like the last yeah. last people in the world to ever be happy but like if they're all happy then you know you've done something right yep. like uh, but they all, all, all seem really good um, there's been some amazing bits and pieces that have been uh, on sale in your father's from special it was hilarious hearing the retrospective look back of the things that have been in the past available for sale but then there's been some absolute belters today yeah didn't buy any of it because I can't I ain't got two pennies <laughs> yeah, to rub together but like it, it doesn't really matter you, you, you're living for the experience the talks were great you guys were great Vintage Rebellion uh, 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 tracks with making tracks and then Gus doing his talk as well yeah um, all in all I don't know the exact total but I can tell you at least 285 has been raised for the Salvation Army which brilliant. is absolutely amazing brilliant um, but there are other things that will uh, bump that up, like the sale of the mugs, because uh, 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 after the, the cost of the mug, yep. you know, uh, we got like back to those in. But I have no idea how many we sold. Well, we all got one of those. Uh, was it the capture log? Wasn't it? Yeah, 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 the yeah. capture so we, log. We all um, got one of those. I mean, I mean it, it's it's a silly thing. Um, and there's a few other uh, odds and ends with um, Bowman's Greens posters and, and things like that. So, so I'm I'm quite confident it, it's it's a you know it'll, it'll make a difference to someone out there yeah. and and really you can ask for a better thing really you'll never see the benefit of that just like with everything that you do with like the running stormtrooper it's knowing that you you you've done what you can to make a difference to someone yeah. else's life you might not ever know what that will translate into but you know it's there regardless so it's, it's a and, good thing and you've also reminded people of the salvation army as well which is you know part of what they need anyway is a little yeah. bit more focus a little bit more um, awareness it's been brilliant from our side of things, looking at it. Uh, yesterday, the, the organisation, um, the, the, the talks, everything just appears to have gone on rails. I don't know how you do it. It must be like one of those ducks where everything's smooth over the surface and underneath it's going crazy. Who knows? But nah. yesterday, <laughs> yesterday was brilliant. Today, uh, what I saw was the, you know, the wristbands with the early birds and everything like that just seemed to go so, so well. And what I did notice, I said earlier on, there was a queue of people at 12 as well. So you didn't just have the early bird <laughs> queue. You then had people who were arriving, say, at 5-2 and going, oh, I could save myself a few quid. So there was a second wave of energy coming in. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, football yeah. throughout the day has been really good. It's been really, really great. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, w with any event, you have like the initial rush and then it'll like, bed down, uh, you know, because people go for lunches and things yeah. like that. And then, you know, and if there's a particular guest with a talk, you know, that's going to like suck a, a, a draw a certain thing out but when you've got like that constant ticking over uh you don't necessarily always notice that yeah. um so where i do like the big shows particularly the weekend ones sunday afternoon you like can i go home now at like 12 o'clock you know because you, you <laughs> yeah. know it's done um but you've got to stick around to like five so that that's what you have with every show and, and, and sometimes it's more noticeable than not this one in particular because equally there's a lot of traders that have never done it before. So people, 
uh, uh, having to properly browse and, and take yeah. in what they've got, no, not necessarily like ah, oh, it's all the cool stuff. It's always the same, you know, widgets yeah. and whatnots. Um, but that's great in itself because it's, it's getting people to browse and look at things. If you know what you want, you just search for it on eBay and you find it, uh, or you put it on a Facebook group. Equally, on Facebook groups, you, know, you can just like chalk it. But like to actually be in person and be presented with this whole table or tables of just stuff. Your eye has to go through and like decode mm. all of it. And sometimes you, 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 you spot the diamonds in the rough and sometimes people will say, oh, look at this. And you'd be like, how did I miss that? You know, uh, so, but that's all part of the fun. You know, it's the experience of coming down here. Well, mate, you've killed it. Thank you so much. Is there going to be a 23? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, after this, talk with you guys, get your thoughts and feedback on how to make it better. And I, I do that with the, the team that help out. And they have a lot of great, input uh and ideas to like help streamline things and make things less stressful uh the traders as well um everybody's always got great feedback and some of these things you're you're in control of some things you're not in control of um but yeah you know we'll, we'll take that and let's make it good i mean chloe so my other half she's like she's like let's do a premium event like a proper premium event. So not necessarily like Farthest From, but like, you know, you have a real experience. So not necessarily the stuff, but like, mm-hmm. and for her to say that, I'm like, holy cow, you know, so, you're the last person to ever say, oh, why not do something like this? Because she'd be like, oh, you're a fool. You know, it's, a, it's a, an errand that uh, will never have like a, a line drawn in the sand. But, right. you know, even she said something positive. So that's well, amazing. We are going to totally stay in touch, dude. And uh, thank you so much once again. Cheers, no, no, mate. Thank you. Congratulations. I just want to say, I think it was, you know, for me speaking personally, and I'm sure you guys probably agree with me, it was great not to just passively be attending another Star Wars show. I think the opportunity to take an active role in contributing something to our community was great. And that's made all the difference to my experience of farthest from this time. And I was just proud of everybody, proud of the team. We were all playing to our strengths. Jez there interviewing people, squirreling his way under their noses with that little recording machine, everyone else engaging with the people who were stopping to talk to us. I was just really proud. Obviously I was hiding behind the camera, my default position, but yeah, I just wanted to, to say that on the mic. Nice. If you do want to see what Craig filmed at that event, okay, please go and head over to our YouTube channel. Go and search Generation Skywalker and you will find that video. I think it's only two, three minutes long. But it gives you a great view of what Farthest From is. And if you've not been before and you live in the UK, no excuses. Even if you think, oh, six, seven hours away. We live in such a small country that six, seven hours is nothing to go to an event like Farthest From. So head down there. And also, while you're on YouTube, check out everything. I mean, there's enhanced shows of all of our podcasts and stuff. There's unboxing videos. I'm sure there'll be an enhanced of this. There's so much to go and uh, go and view on there. And of course, check out the rest of our, our social media, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Search for Generation Skywalker. Make sure you uh, join our We Are Generation Skywalker group on Facebook, where we chat about all sorts of stuff, start your own discussions. We want to build that community for a place where people can come and educate themselves and join in a lot of fun. If you can't remember any of this, just head to generationskywalker.com where you will find links to all of our social media, all of our shows, all of our enhanced shows. And there is some blog posts over there, some great blog posts. I know there's some good blog posts coming. So many good ideas. I think Grant's working on one at the moment to do with crisp packets. So if that doesn't whet your appetite, what will? 
exciting times. So there's lots and lots and lots going on at Generation Skywalker. Delve in as much as you want, but please come and introduce yourself to us. If you fancy doing an interview, let us know. Father Strom, fantastic to have it back. Two years, too long. It feels longer. Great to be back. I'm hoping for three this year. And uh, Dave, we need that date. Come on. Come on, Dave. Do the right thing. You know what it is in your head. So just announce it. For the show, it is goodbye from Craig. Cheerio. Goodbye from Dan. Until next time. Goodbye from Mark. Good night. And it is goodbye from me. And we're Generation Skywalker.